0: to the exploding heads Horror movie podcast episode number 67 i'm dave z hey
1: everybody it's christian yeah (laughs) hello everybody brandon here he's coming in hot yeah Yeah.
0: what are you doing with your mic there <laughs> Don't even talk about his mic. Stop. I can't believe it. Please. I can't believe it. He's starting already. Stop. Don't bring up his mic. Stop.
1: I up, Let's just continue. I brought up one thing about his sound and he was fucking around with his mic for 10 minutes.
2: I'm OCD. You guys know this. I'm yeah. crazy. I'll ask you about this now for the next six
1: weeks. But the
2: truth of the matter is the reason why I came in hot is because I ain't fucking around tonight.
1: I'm serious. <laughs> that should I got be your pick. rapper name, OCD. OCD. Right? Yes, ODB. Yeah. OCD. OCD. Oh, I'm OCD. I'm here with Ice Cappuccino.
2: I don't know. You're looking a little bloated these days. You're more of a venti Ice Cappuccino
1: these days. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Oh, he's on his hey. A game. The bad jokes are coming back. in hot. Drink, it a t-
2: drink a Timmy's. Yeah, we're coming in hot, too, because we got hot coffees.
1: Absolutely, Tibby's. Am I really coming in too hot, though? Like no, you're fine now. You are just swallowing the mic
0: before. Too hot, he says. What the fuck? Yeah. Who would say that? You're coming in hot. <laughs> Am I coming in too hot? like <laughs> <laughs> so, so my father would say, what, I got a fever? Am I coming in too hot,
1: Dave? Yes, this so- is coming from a guy that's wearing a Snuggie. I wish we were filming the visuals here. The guys... I am
2: not wearing a Snuggie. It's just a bed sheet, and I'm not feeling well, and I have an audition for the clan
1: tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Either the Kugler's clan or your Gladiator 2. One of the two things. I don't know. Oh, look. It looks like I'm getting a haircut. Nobody can see this, but it looks like I'm getting a haircut.
2: Oh, <laughs> good.
0: <laughs> I'm not the feeling
2: well. Guy. I'm not doing well these days. You're looking good. You're looking good. Yeah. It's about That's to okay. be a duo show in a few weeks. Stop it.
0: Stop it. Let's enjoy ourselves. Let's, Let's eat. Let's, eat. Let's- oh, this is me and you, did. Time to
1: raise the patron. <laughs> oh, oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That was a good comeback, actually. A good follow-up. Whatever. Guys, nice. yeah. we're doing it already. We're doing what the what the guy complained. We're doing it. We're, we're, we're not on topic. We're not talking about uh, what we're doing on this show. We got a three-star review. Now... For the first time ever on iTunes. No, but there's no feedback have... in that review. He's
2: 100% right, though. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? You He's know what right. Christian is. Christian is. We got no feedback there. I don't mind a low, lower rating below five stars, but anything below five stars, give us an, a tip as to what you want us to improve on to be yeah. five stars.
1: He, well, he, he kind of did. did. No, no, he didn't give us a tip. Read the review, David, and we'll we'll critique the review. <laughs> We have our very,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we have our very first ever three-star oh, review. we round review this. Yeah, we do. Let's really, yeah, we're gonna round robin review. Who our d- directed this? What's the director's name? <laughs> uh, I'll just read it. Uh, I'm, <laughs> this isn't really a shame because it's still three stars. So it's, no, you know, it's that's fine. It's just a funny comment. So we got a three-star review on July 27th in Podcast Junkie 64. Said. LOL, that was the headline. So at first I saw like, oh, okay, LOL, that's, that's positive, right? He's <laughs> laughing. You know? He's
2: laughing out loud. This
0: is good. This <laughs> yeah, is you know, he, he finds us funny. But then he says, wow, these guys really crack dot, 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 and then in parentheses themselves up. 100% we, correct.
1: <laughs> we really yes. do. We do.
0: Laughing at each other's jokes. We laugh at our own jokes, maybe. It's too of much fun. laughing yes you got to get the momentum going but here's
1: the problem there's no feedback how do i get that to five stars do i laugh more at my own jokes do i laugh more at your jokes does he want more of that does he want i I mean i don't know where to go with this you
2: know what it could be and this i'll be i'll be serious for a sec because this could legitimately be be the thing is that we have a lot of in jokes that have just carried on from episode to episode that sometimes we crack jokes at each other that if you haven't been listening for an extended period of time, you're probably probably saying to yourself, "What the
1: hell are these guys laughing about?" Oh, you're out of your fucking mind! You've been in the sun too long.
0: Hey, hey I'm wearing <laughs> I'm wearing this shirt right now. Nice, very good. Roy's <laughs> revenge today. Nice. That's a top-notch shirt. Boy. Thanks. Yeah, top-notch. <laughs> You know, see, now we're what? laughing. Come on. If you want to know Brandon, why, why that's funny, go back to the first 10 episodes. What the fuck? We are fucking ahead of our time. <laughs> that's I, I
2: find it weird that since we brought up this review, I have noticed that Christian has laughed at every single one of his jokes. <laughs> I, you've always just noticed that now? I really just noticed it, and
1: now it's really kind of bugging me. I might have to give you a three-star review. I have to edit out half my laughter of my own jokes. When I'm uh-huh. editing the episodes, I'm laughing so hard, my wife is like, that better not be one of your jokes, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm like, it is. It is one of my jokes. But don't worry. You're a funny guy. You're a funny guy. You no as much as I'm, <laughs> I'm saying this it's totally true and I, I i'm not being this is exactly what has happened i could get my wife down here to attest to it but when you guys tell jokes i'm laughing just as hard and we do i'm laughing at the joke and i'm laughing at the laughter within this episode that i'm editing it's a good i love it i'm not joking it. it's fucking amazing i love it and that's our. I show. love it. Too. <laughs>
0: yeah it is our show and you know what the fact All that, that we're even <laughs> one for each of us <laughs> the fact that we're pointing out that we have a three-star review, just it, it, that's a great thing because it's the first one. So that means most of our reviews are five-stars. So I'm just happy because most people enjoy the product, enjoy I'm, the show. I'm proud of our one-star reviews, the
2: one that for a Christian solo cast.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh we had a two-star review. We no longer have it, but we have a one-star. The guy had a two-star review. He traded to him. This is old, and we talked about this last year. But so we have had, at our point, we've had a five, well, many fives, uh, a couple of fours, <laughs> one three, a couple of twos that disappeared, and now a couple of ones. is We're there talking ratings? about
2: women or ratings here? <laughs> oh, I had more shit. than a couple of ones. <laughs> yeah, I never fucked a ten, but one night? Five twos. (laughs) I can't do the pop sound that Carlin
0: does. (laughs) And I think that ought to count. I think that ought to go down as a positive achievement. Yes. (laughs) Five twos. (laughs) I did say we had a ton of fives, and I guess that is true. Well, uh, let's not talk about sex. Let's not talk about sex, baby. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) in this day and age, it's tough. I think you just want to
1: get another song out there. I think that's why we didn't get five. There's (laughs) too many fucking songs in the show. Dave's singing, Christian's laughing
2: at his own jokes. I don't know what's going on. I might have to start a solo cast.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: good luck on
0: that. At least they'll know it'll be quick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, another inside joke. Let's laugh. Yeah.
0: Boom, yeah, inside. woo Yeah, so we're going to have some fun tonight. We're going to do a lot of triple R's, in case you don't know what that is. That's round-robin reviews. Oh, that I is like quick you. reviews, no features. Uh, For the first time in a long time, we're not doing a franchise show. We're not doing... um. A series, a trilogy, like we've been doing all year. We're just having some fun today. For once. Well, no, I shouldn't say we don't always have fun because that came out <laughs> like,
2: but we're not having fun tonight.
0: We're <laughs> just it. kicking it. Yeah.
2: Dave decided no fun tonight. You got it, Christian?
0: I got it. <laughs> okay. Let's it start too. with the reviews. We're not starting with the review. You know, fuck it. Let's start with the review. No, no, we'll no, keep no, keep no. What were you going to say? Why not? There's a lot of little house cleaning things. We got emails, we got messages, we got things. We could we don't have to do that. Now we can bounce around all show if you want. You we want to bounce, do a review? I maybe? like it's this. Cool. It's just so loose. It's like It is. <laughs> I was about to say
2: very loose.
0: Uh, I had to
2: I had to push it back in with a ruler.
0: <laughs> a ruler?
2: <laughs> I don't know why I chose a ruler. <laughs>
0: NES ruler,
2: <laughs> yeah, NES ruler, tw- all twenty-two inches.
0: <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah. How about that? Eighty-two. We're all gonna be there. That show. First that's time to be epic. That's gonna it's be. It's never happened. I think one of us is gonna drop dead by then. And if that does happen, but well, don't say we, my name. <laughs> no, just, just play me. Play it back. Play me. You know, saying yeah. especially if it's me. If I'm dead, please play me back saying this, unless let say that's a day would I not want it. So
2: I think we all know who it is. <laughs> Who's the one coming in freakishly hot tonight? Stop it. <laughs> yeah.
0: If you die, I'm gonna kill myself. So. No, we're
2: all gonna be there. I've watched too many movies not to be there. I have one movie left to watch for 1982. I've oh, watched everyone I plan on watching. If I watched anything beyond the one more I have, it would just be like, I found a A hidden one, and I watched it. But Friday the Thirteenth Part Three is the last film I have to watch.
1: (gasps) I just watched that again on the last week.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and it'll be number one hundred for me from 1982. See, I'm
1: not even gonna go. I'm not even gonna try to break the record now because no, um, there's no point. Honestly, twenty or something like that. Right now,
2: honestly, that's fine though. Me and Moods, we do it to have a friendly competition, and it's fun. And I do enjoy seeing all these movies that most of the time I'll never watch again. But honestly, I have about. 16 to 18 movies competing for 10 spots. So it is going to be a little bit of a tougher top 10 for me. But if I watched 35, 40 films, that would have been more than enough.
0: I, I have three movies competing for that last spot. And I know, because I know these movies, I know that I rate them all fucking like eight and a half to nine or higher. I'm not going to find some magic movie from from that year that I've never seen. It's just not going to happen. I lived there. I lived through it like Billy Herman, you know? I, I don't, live, don't have to live. Did you watch The Boogans? The Boogans? I thought The Boogans was 81. No. Did you watch a lizard with two tails? I thought that was eighty one as well. No. Well, I'm going hold on now. Before I I start spouting off at the mouth, I'm going by Duncan's rules because on podcasts under the stairs, he's doing this thing. It's really fucking awesome. So props to Duncan. Love you, dude. He's doing this thing where at the end of the they're they're doing eighty, eighty one, eighty two. They're doing one show a week, and okay. he has two different guests come on each show, and they each bring three movies to the table for nine, and then they and then they decide on one together to make a 10, but they start with 15. Long story. I'm trying to explain it the best I could. But the way he does it, I don't know, but I listened to his show the other day. It was 82, and those movies were being discussed. So I don't know. Um, to tell you. So um, September movies, 25th, two.
1: 1981, for the Boogans.
0: Oh, really? Oh, huh, well. So fuck okay. Duncan.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> fuck I'm Duncan. Kidding. Drink a Timmy's. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe it came out uh, where he is in 1982 because he's in the UK.
2: <laughs> so
0: let's do this. Want to do a review and then we'll do some house cleaning. Fucking a. What do you guys want to do first? Who's watching Oliver? We have to give props out there to Russell Jeffrey Banks, who's he's in our group, who's in all a lot of our podcast groups. He, you know, he runs with the with the homies, and he sent it over. He's the he's the star of the film
2: and the writer. And one the writer. Of, there's three writers. He's the right one of the writers, and obviously the star.
0: Well, there you go. And it won 11 Best Picture, four Best Actor, and two Supporting Actresses.
1: Academy Awards?
0: And many nominations and official selections. Not not Academy Awards. BAFTA? Here's something.
2: BAFTA is at very least, right?
1: Yes, yes. Did it win Raditans? Best Line of the Year? Long time no see, cunt.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: What a film. Uh- <laughs> oh, this took me by complete surprise. Right away taken by the production design. I thought it looked top-notch. It looks good, technically sound, lighting, editing, sound design, all way above what I was expecting. I know that's a weird thing to say. I couldn't
2: agree more. Yep. I, you. I think he just said it perfectly, even just from the opening, from the opening title sequence, the music, everything. And then when you get into the film, the acting, in particular,
1: oh. yeah. Russell
2: Jeffrey Banks. I thought he was terrific. I said
1: the acting is spot-on, too. Oliver, yeah. it's suitably creepy. I, I said, at first I wasn't sure if it was overplayed, but almost within minutes I was like, no, nope, this is spot on. I was into it. It was spot on because I found myself throughout this
2: film really cheering for this character. Yeah, I want I wanted Oliver to overcome what he was dealing with, and uh, well, not going to spoil how that turns out, but
1: yeah, we're gonna right. we're, this is new and it's not really out yeah. for main release. Well, I think it is now. It might be now. Yeah, by now, iTunes, by now, it's yeah. out. Yeah, like you do feel sorry for him, and they, and that—that's a testament to both his performance and the whacked-out <laughs> performance of Mother. Oh Holy my God. shit!
2: Who did they, how did they get this woman, Mama Margaret Roche? How did they get her? How did she read this script and they get her to do it? She must be a friend. <laughs> I, I mean, she says that the line. Longtime machine cunt. Yeah.
3: yeah, every two seconds,
2: every two seconds, it seems like she's dropping the C word. Oh, and it's great, too. She's horrifying in it. Let
0: horrifying. me see your asshole.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you can't help but laugh, too, because it's so, you're like, holy, it's so bonkers. Like, fuck are you idiot? Like, yeah. it's creepy. And like, she calls her son an idiot at the same time. For those of you out there, she's not physically in front of him. But she might as well be. He has to open up. It's even creepier. He has to open up a computer, desk, a uh, laptop, and the webcam is focused on him. And we just see a close-up shot of Mother. She's always drinking like a cognac or something like that, right? I What is it? Yeah, like she, a drink. Some sort of drink. She's drinking, some she's drinking drink. something. And she makes Oliver bring home girls to rape and kill in front of her.
2: Yeah, to get herself off. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And he's he's reluctant throughout well, really? the whole entire film. I mean, you can tell, like, this character is tormented. You learn more about his childhood, what his mother did to his father, and what she did to him. And, and you learn so much, and you really, uh, you begin to feel for Oliver very quickly. So you're cheering for him throughout the film to to sort of overcome his mother. And that's really what the the story is, and his relationship with this one girl he meets, which is, it's very surreal almost their encounters especially in that what country is this taking place in yeah
1: yeah they're in like some amusement park there's gondolas and it's it's no no i think it's like indonesia but it's not australia you say australia
0: now I'm smelling like
1: Indonesia. No, I think it's Australia. <laughs> it was... he, he just said no, I said Australia after yeah. you said, Did you say Australia? <laughs> no, I'm saying
0: no, I, I did say Australia. Not Indonesia. Oh, yeah. Okay, whatever. Well, oh,
1: it's okay. not Australia, that's for sure. But it's it, not. No, they everybody's Asian in the movie. It could Sur- be like yeah.
2: like Thailand or something. Yeah.
1: It's not Kansas. And the <laughs> the crazy thing is though, you're right about the surreal. I almost feel that that's the biggest weakness, but I I can't even say if it's a weakness yet because, again, I'm going from one watch here. But if I have to review what I thought from the first watch, their encounter is a little convenient. And because it's so awkward, as we're just kind of forced into it, and she just starts talking about her dream and whatever, it is yeah. weird. And ultimately, I just said it was too convenient. However, if you can get over that, and it's not a big part of the movie, the relationship does develop quite well thereafter. Yeah.
2: But that opening conversation with the dream, and she's talking about piano music. He immediately calls her out for lying and walks away from her initially. So it's like, the, I understand. To me, that was I don't want to say weakest either because I really enjoyed this film. But but so the character Sophia was maybe the least believable thing until it really. Started to pick up in the second and third act.
1: And again, when I say weakest, again, I maybe it does sound like I'm t- coming down with a mallet, but I I don't mean that harshly at all. I'm just trying to nitpick on, on some of the. If I have to find something that didn't gel with me the first time through, it would be that. That was the thing that I was like, uh, just a little convenient, as I as I keep saying.
0: Yeah. But- I think they made it right, and I'll tell you, I've had this complaint before watching films. And especially with uh, eyes of my mother, I don't know if you remember me saying this, but I've got a few movies. I've said this. I'm like, how the fuck? How do these people just not have jobs? How does every day this happen in this? And nobody has a job now. That was what I was thinking as I'm watching this film. I'm like, every day at three o'clock, they're in this park. I'm thinking he's walking around with a camera. Maybe he fancied himself a photographer. Maybe mama puts him up. I could. And then <laughs> with her, I'm thinking the oh, least she yeah. could do. How is she <laughs> right? How is she there every day? Doesn't do do these people not work? But then later on, when we learn more about her character, I think it makes sense. So I can now excuse that, at least on her part, because of what we learn about her and and, and wh- where she's coming from. Interesting. So, you know what I mean? I like she's that. mulling around the park, and she just happens to encounter him the day he goes the first day, and then he comes back and. She is doing her thing for reasons that we learn later. So why not? Why doesn't he have a job? I don't know, but whatever. I'm not gonna. Like I said, maybe mother. Is I can buy financing that. Financing them. I can yeah.
2: buy that. The thing where I and you have to suspend disbelief for for movies with this is sometimes it's like. Well, how do two people of this mind find each other? Like, how, like... It happens all the time in real life.
0: What about when two people fucking get together and then they kill a kid? Or or they do that, you know what I mean? You I know, know it, just, it just, it just seems together? so
2: convenient in the movies, though. I know it happens in real life, yeah. obviously, but it just, I don't know, it felt a little forced.
0: Yeah, but think about it. Who the fuck? Think about how a guy hooks up with a woman. This happens all the time, right? And they they do things to the, she is either, she lets this guy do cruel things to her child. And he wants to do cruel things to her child. Think about the odds of those two kind of people getting together. And it happens a lot. I guess it's crazy attracts
1: crazy. And and that's where the surreal comes into play. And, And like I said, it was a hiccup, but because they build on it, it's forgivable. Because it propels the story forward. That and Braden, you said earlier that you felt sorry for him. And he was reluctant. I didn't see reluctance until he became enamored by Sophia. That's yeah, where the Sophia, reluctance really. Yeah, yeah well, comes. Sophia
2: is the the key to that. To the catalyst. showing, yeah, I, I, I the guess catalyst for yeah.
1: the turning point for in him in, in him and. And that's it. He wants to change it. How heartbreaking is it when he's like, I got to tell mama. I got to tell mother. I got to tell mother. And then she makes him do what she makes him do, which no mother should make a kid do in front of her. Oh. <laughs> boy, boy. And, and I was just like, wow, man. Like, you're just like, this is just. It, he's just crafty, though. He's crafty. He tries to pull the old Switcheroony. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he does. I like it. How about Finner when he picks around.
2: up that girl? Spin yeah. around. I want to see her.
0: Yeah, I love that bird. Oh my it's
2: god! Old. We love
1: you long, long, long time. <laughs> I'll tell you what.
2: I'll tell you what. The acting, everything about this film for a low budget film is really on point. The one thing that I would have liked to have seen done, just for a little bit more of a of a mystery to to the end, is I would have cut that end credit scene by like a split second. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. I agree. I, I still I think it could be ambiguous. But I don't think it's as ambiguous.
0: <laughs> yes. And that's unfortunately, and knowing me, that's pro- it's probably coming as a surprise. But unfortunately, I didn't want that to be the case.
2: Yeah, me either. <laughs> wow, that is shocking coming from you. I know. I, didn't, I, didn't I didn't want it I... either.
1: I didn't want it either. And I'm not sure if it takes, it did maybe affect my overall rating a little bit. But ever so slightly. How, how come we've never, none of us have mentioned that the the female lead, she's striking.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, she's been in a she's bunch cute. of stuff. Uh, Sarah, Sarah Lane. Oh my God! Look at this. This is interesting. I have our IMDb page open. She was born in Thailand. This is Thailand. This is where this this was taking I place. Just, I we just said Thailand before, and so that's that must be it. He said
0: Indonesia, didn't
2: he? No, he I said, said Indonesia. Indonesia. I said Thailand.
0: Oh, look at you, B. Fucking B, B. B. He is B. coming B. in hot.
2: B, jobbing and jobbing knowledge, coming in very hot.
1: See, does, see? It does say countries of origin, Thailand and the United States. So I guess it is uh, Thailand. But so
2: we're really not that special for figuring it out, considering it says it right here
0: on yeah. the page. Yeah, but you didn't look it up. You knew it naturally. That's what I'm saying. That's props, man. Thailand. You're hotter than Thailand. Thailand's hot, right? As Paris there, says, hot? That's Paris Hilton says. That's yeah. She's hot too.
1: <laughs> how about those
0: girls though? Man, how about that 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 line that he pulls on that one girl? It's great when he goes into the bar and he picks up the one girl and he, and he says Look at me. Of course I do drugs. He says, <laughs> you don't expect that from him because he knows he looks like a weirdo. Usually weirdos don't know they look weird. You know what I mean? Like I've seen movies like this before. Like even this year, Cat Sick Blues, you get this fucking crazy wackadoo. I don't think you guys have seen it yet, but a similar thing, uh, you know, a real weirdo going out on people. When you see, when you see um, did you guys see that film last year? Oh, what was that? Kind of similar to this. Remember he pretended to be a, a photographer? Oh what the hell was it? It was a good film. And uh, then at the not end, camera, 13 cameras. No, no. no. Camera he obscura? pretended No. Was it camera obscura? He pretended to be a photographer. He met some guy and he wanted to be in, he wanted he met the guy at the ice cream truck or he was selling something and he wanted uh, to, him to sell things for him and then he oh uh, damn it and then at the end he got the girl. well, it'll come to me later. But I've seen films like this with a weird, you know, lead and it was cool that this goes along with them, but I, I I enjoyed his performance a lot. And I like how you said that, like, look at me. <laughs> He's like, of course they do drugs. It was great. Great stuff. But none of us have mentioned one thing. The kills. The kills we get. Oh, my God. Fucking good shit, man. Yeah. Oh, crazy. Yeah, Gordon Dunn Wright. Yeah. right. Mm-hmm.
2: Gordon uh, and, and they're very- Gordon. <laughs> Gordon. <laughs> Right, Gordon. He
1: Gordon himself. Gordon. Right. Gordon. Gordon Lightfoot. (laughs) It it is disturbing. This is like probably. I know we have a Maniac remake, but I thought of Maniac nineteen eighty while I was watching this movie a little bit.
2: Yeah, that exploitation sort of sleaze feel to it, whereas Maniac remake is more of an art house version of of the original sleaze. This definitely takes it back to that sleaze feel.
1: This was a big surprise. I'm I'm so glad I saw it. I can't wait to watch it again. Like I'm coming in right now. I I, I'm at a full head explosion actually. Wow!
2: Nice. Very nice. Wow.
0: I am in a, a half-head explosion. I quite enjoyed it. Not quite at a full. Actually, yeah. Um, man, I, I think I should watch it again. I think. I should yeah,
2: watch. I, I got to admit, your rating has me wanting to watch it again because I'm also in that half-head explosion. Still a solid rating if I had to give it a number, but uh, definitely a, a second view will, will help. You think oh. he was kidding around when he said, I guess I do have a cat? You think he was feeding the cat the whole time? Or did he really forget he did have, that he had a cat? Maybe that's
0: not his cat <laughs> hey, I've I learned something What a about
2: performance. A
0: really, a really good performance by this guy. Bad Boy, Lover Boy. That was the movie I was thinking of. Oh,
2: uh, I did, didn't see that one. You guys
0: didn't see that? I think it's no, on, no. Prime. You you it is
2: on Prime. You raved about it last year.
0: You should A see lot of it. people
2: did. A lot of people raved about it. I know JP loved it as well.
0: You should see it. The, the character, like, a, he, he's a weird character like this, is and he? You know, he starts killing. But this guy... Good stuff. This is the movie where you actually you mentioned Maniac. This is the film where you actually see the abuse taking place. Where most of the time, you know, movies like Psycho and Maniac, etc., we don't get to see that aspect of it. It's all, you know, it's their mother's past or their, they, you know what I mean? This we're seeing it firsthand. And I really felt for him. I really yeah. did. Yeah,
1: what mother was right
0: there, front and center. Yeah. Wow. wow.
1: The the craziest, creepiest performance of the year. He's like sane almost in comparison. <laughs> he is. That's he how is. fucked he, up mother is. He doesn't is in want this to movie. do
2: this and he's he's happy he found uh found Sophia and he really wants to uh go straight in his ways. Yeah, good stuff. So Yeah, very good.
0: Uh, we we could just, you know, tell everybody to go check it out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> definite. It's a definite check out. Who's you watching know? Olive? All right. Who's watching Oliver? So far, so good. Let's do an email. We got some emails. We got some messages. We're bouncing around. We got to read this one. I'm, well, I got to read it, unfortunately. Okay. But our homeboy is back, SC. Yes. Steve Carpenter is back. In action. With a Steven Carpenter email. Oh, no. <laughs> yep. Sorry, ongoing joke. If you guys hit start, go back to episode one and, and, and catch up. But this is a Steven Carpenter email for sure. Okay. Greetings, fuckers. it's your good buddy sc aka stephen carpenter finally writing into you guys again according to my gmail account the last email i sent you guys was in february of 2017 wow no no shit i can't believe it's been that long i'm so happy people have been listening to the show and enjoying it and you have kept it going consistently i know the time you guys spend preparing for shows is enormous since then a lot has happened to me for one, I started a serious relationship with a girl. That's what happened. And I ended up moving in with her in July of 2017. Well, congratulations.
1: Thanks for turns rubbing out, it in. Uh-oh, please tell me the next sentence isn't turned oh,
2: out. Oh, no. Now I feel like an <laughs> <laughs> asshole. Turns out what? Turns,
0: turns out, what? out that was a big-ass fucking mistake. Oh! <laughs> no! <laughs>
1: Sorry. Spoke oh.
0: too soon. <laughs> Oh, see, that's why I never read these to you guys or share them with you until show time. You can't get this
2: type of stuff out of us if you read it to us ahead of time.
0: No, this is the way to go. Then my luck got even worse on Friday, October thirteenth, two 2017, when my now ex-girlfriend and I went to a haunted house in my area. Everything was going fine until we got to the end of the haunted house. And there was this giant slide you go down to end the haunted house. Well, my ex-girlfriend went down the slide first. And she only made it about halfway to the bottom before she stopped. The guy <laughs> the guy at the top of the slide told me to go. <laughs> oh no. Oh, my God. He didn't kill her, did he? <laughs> told, me, <laughs> told me to go ahead and go while my ex was still only halfway down the slide. Oh, and no. so I went down the slide feet and I ended up running into my ex. <laughs> Feet first, hitting her with a crazy amount of pressure on the foot that I hit her with. Oh, sorry, it's not funny, well, kind of is. She's okay, so it's okay to laugh. The people at the haunted house helped me get up and a paramedic checked me out. He didn't think it was broken, but he couldn't be sure. They asked if I wanted to go to the hospital in an ambulance and I said no. My ex then helped me to the car, then we went back to our apartment. I was in an insane amount of pain, and after trying to wait until next morning, I finally decided I needed to go to the hospital around 3:30 or 4 a.m. I went to a local emergency room, and they took X-rays of my foot. They discovered I had broken two different bones in my foot. <laughs> oh my lord! Oh my god! You know, and then I would need surgery to repair the damage. Man, whoa! Talk about a shitty Friday the 13th, I'll say. And to top it all off, before I even went to the haunted house that evening. My family and I had to be, Oh, well, my family and I had to put one of our beloved dogs to sleep due to very poor health and old age earlier that evening.
2: Oh, that sucks. That's the worst. That sucks. Speaking from experience, that's the worst. <sighs> yeah.
0: So about a week later, I had surgery to repair my broken foot. Thankfully, the surgery went fine, but due to the severity of my injury, I was non-weight bearing on my left foot for about six weeks. So during all that time, the only way for me to get around was to use this little knee scooter. Here is a picture for reference. Wait a minute, Where's I that seem picture? to
1: remember him posting about the foot problem. I didn't know how he got the foot problem.
0: I don't see a picture. I was going to show you guys the picture. I don't see one here. There's no attachment. You
1: bastard! I thought okay. his girlfriend was his ex
2: girlfriend was going to get hurt, not him. Yeah, I thought I you were still on the slide. Yeah. <laughs> Was
3: he kicked
0: he her? he, he was, hurt his. Foot.
2: He slammed his foot into her, but he hurt him. He hurt his foot. Maybe
0: she's like three hundred pounds, and, and he's one hundred fifty pounds, and that's no, why.
1: We don't know if they got back together. You're not at the end of that email yet. Uh <laughs> Who
0: cares if she's three hundred pounds? Like, he can't love her. I'm just saying. Anyway, um, <laughs> shit. So I had to use <laughs> that for six weeks to get around. Then I had a walking boot for another month or so. And when I was finally able to walk again on my own, well, kind of. From about January to mid-March of 2018, I had to go to physical therapy a few times a week to learn how to walk again. Wow, that's serious. You
2: forgot how to walk?
0: Yeah. You put, you put one foot in front of the other. Got that's to eight. put one foot in front of the
1: other. Put the other foot put Down. 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 Yeah. Down. down. One, two, Friends of the Nerds, right? Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> of the Nerds. I love that fucking movie.
0: Nice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that was quite the fucking ordeal. I was in a great deal of pain for a good chunk of that time, but thankfully now I am pretty much back to one hundred percent. Woo! All right. Good. Good to, to hear. I just started listening to you guys again. Really, at the start of July two thousand eighteen. Once I was done with work for summer. I work with kids, and I did summer school, so I was busy at work until the very end of June.
2: Wait, they lifted the restraining order?
0: <laughs>
2: good for you, SC.
0: He's doing all right, yeah. Life is good. I freaking loved what you did with episode 50. You guys recommended so many good slashers, many of which I had not even heard of. Luckily, thanks to Amazon Prime, many of these films are actually free to watch with a Prime account. So I'm going to be hopefully watching some of these films you guys discussed on the show in the coming weeks and months. Prom Night I also, 4. Yes. What do you say? Halloween 4. Prom Night 4. Oh, I did too. Yes. <laughs> uh, I also recently listened to your episode on the most disturbing films as well. And there are some films on there that I definitely want to see that weren't on my radar, like Kidnapped, Red, White, and Blue, Men Behind the Sun, and Lilia. Forever, just to name a few. Those are all freaking bees movies. Look at you, homie. Coming in hot. (laughs) Coming in hot. I told you, I ain't fucking around tonight. I'm coming in hot. See, see, this is just what you needed. Okay. (laughs) Uh, This is SC, so I got more. In terms of more recent horror movies, I was finally able to check out Terrifier, which I fucking loved. I thought the film was absolutely brilliant, and the performance by the actor who plays Art the Clown was masterful. I know Art also appeared in the film All Hallows' Eve, which I saw long ago and don't remember much about. But I think, pardon me, but I think after liking Terrifier so much, I will have to give it another watch. I would also love to see a Terrifier sequel as well. And from the way the film ended, it looks like a real possibility. I think Art the Clown has a shot at becoming a horror icon if he is handled correctly. Hmm. That's I'm an all...
2: interesting statement.
1: I like that. Yeah, yeah.
2: Why, not? <laughs> why not? Exactly, why not? He's already like
1: He's already kind of a cult one. So it's not, it's good. One more movie, absolutely, it will happen.
0: Yeah, he could at least be Victor Crowley. You know what I mean? At least. I, he could, you're at least a Victor Crowley. Hey, another, another film, yeah, he's on that level. You know, we're horror fans know him. Not everybody knows him, but. That, know. That's true. But maybe
2: reaching mainstream audiences.
0: Maybe yeah. he will be on Saturday Night Live in a year. <laughs> <laughs> <It's Harvey Clown. laughs> okay. I'm also very excited to go back to the back catalogue of episodes. I'm especially looking forward to revisiting the Nightmare on Elm Street films, the Evil Dead franchise, the reanimator films, along with many others. Well, sorry for writing you guys a fucking novel in this email, but I thought you might get a good laugh or two out of my broken foot story. You thought well, right.
1: We did.
2: <laughs> Well, not only did he send us an extremely long email, he sent me a copy of his x-rays. And I looked them over, and the good news is, there are no fractures. What? You did not need the boot. Uh, <laughs> move on.
1: Move on. I didn't get it either. <laughs> move on.
0: Okay, move on. Moving keep, on. Keep up the awesome show, gentlemen. And hopefully you will hear back from me again soon with another novel of an email. <laughs> My man. Thanks, Essie. <laughs> awesome. Brandon's I want to know the joke. Dead. I want to know the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, he gave all your movies heavy props.
2: Yeah, no, that was good. No, there was no joke. I was just making a joke since, since he sent us that long email that he sent us. Our uh, sent me his X-rays. That was the joke. He didn't really oh. send me his X-rays. Oh, okay. Let's move oh, on. <laughs> I thought you were. Oh, I thought
0: you were giving him the Doctor Lipschitz or something. Okay, sorry. Don't be sad. They don't. They don't all land. You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're the right. We should, we should move on.
1: on. Yeah. Let's move on. <laughs>
0: okay. Let's move on. Let's move on. I um, would actually
1: like to stay on this for a little bit longer.
0: <laughs> I don't want. to You know what? Let's bring
2: it back to these X-rays.
0: <laughs> uh, oh shit. Uh, speaking of that, speaking of Nightmare on Elm Street and franchises, I got a message from Jim K. And basically. He, he he asked us if we could do a top of Nightmare and Elm Street franchise kills. And because he says, you know, he said he had a message in a while because I, I heard the Nightmare shows and they were lots of fun. I was thinking it might be cool for each of you to do a top 10 kills for the franchise as a segment on a future show. And I was like, well, maybe Christian could. But I know Brandon and I cannot remember. It's too late, even though we just did it a freaking couple months ago. I could not sit here and do a top ten Nightmare on Street kills. No,
2: I could. Really? I could have one. I could do probably really? a top five right now,
0: but yeah, no, I, I think I could do a top ten. Really? Well, I guess I'd have to look at it movie by movie and then say, look, okay, this is what happened. This is what happened. It Either is you know. kind.
2: It is kind of hard off the top of your head because after you know, after part three, the characters' names all get muddled. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, it doesn't even have to be the character. Just the kill, that's all people
2: care about. You know? Honestly. No, I'm just re- I'm trying to remember how each person died after that.
0: Well, there you <laughs> go. See, I, I, I don't know. Face sucking, number one. Face sucking. Oh, boy. You want to suck face? No. I love that she says no. Did I mention that on the show when we did it? I don't know. Usually, nobody gets a chance to respond. And she gave the right answer. No, you know? That's fucking <laughs> <laughs> anyway it's a little nuances like that that I dig I thought it would have been a cool idea if we thought about this at the beginning of the of, of the year of the franchise that when we're done at the end of the year we could just give our top 10 or top 20 for each for all the franchise we covered so be
2: great? we can do it
0: you know how hard that's going to be You think I can remember a kill from one missed call trilogy at this point I cannot
2: obviously there's not a memorable kill from that trilogy then if we can't remember it
0: well, there's probably memorable kills from Nightmare on and I can't even remember them. You know what I remember? The the, the two great ones. Tina <laughs> fucking Johnny Depp and a couple from uh, Nightmare 3. Oh, I don't well, know,
1: I should... At the end of the day, that's where Those most of, the... of them are coming from. Yeah. I, I mean, that 10th spot, if because most of them would be taken from Part 3, but that 10th spot I figure would be Carlos with his head
2: I exploding. Think Car- I think Carlos would be even higher. I think Carlos would be maybe in the 6th, 7th spot.
0: It might be. Yeah, Carlos is a great death. You're right. That's one great thing about that film. Spencer. <laughs> top three. <sighs> yeah, boing, boing,
2: boing, it. boing, boing, <laughs> boing, 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 boing.
0: Fuck you. We're gonna
1: <laughs> we're gonna do it. We'll do it as a post on our page. Yeah, that's fair. We could I could do that.
0: Yeah, just for nightmare, huh? Okay. Why the hell not? I was thinking about at the end of the thing, thinking about all the franchise and doing a one giant list, but who could remember? Well, we had,
1: we, we already did our top 20 kills, I think, anyway, didn't we? Oh, yeah, so, of all know. time. Sure,
0: sure. Yes, we did. And a couple of nightmares are on there. Anyway, whatever. I thought I'd put it out there, but Jim K. is usual with a good idea. So.
2: Oh, and Jim, I got your x-rays. <laughs> <laughs> You don't know how happy that makes my heart, fellas. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I'm good. talking to you, Dave, and you, Christian. I brought back the biggest failed joke of the season, and got a laugh out of it. Yeah. Five minutes later,
0: <laughs> see? <laughs> so, he rebounded. Yeah, that's a nice rebound.
1: We're go. laughing at you. That's fine. At <laughs> you. <Yeah.
0: laughs> I'm I'm <laughs> Woo. Okay. Uh, Shall we do Triple R's? Regular style. Yeah, let's do them. You know? All right, let's do them. Who wants to go first? I guess I will. Nobody <laughs> wants to step up. Let's see. Okay. This first movie is called Unseen. Oh, and, uh, shit. Did you <laughs> see it?
2: Yeah, it's one of my Triple R's also. <laughs>
0: Oh, nice. so I'll, gonna...
2: I will just jump in with you.
0: <laughs> well I don't know between the two of us maybe we'll remember something because remember I'm going in order so I watched this one the longest ago. So okay us see you know so basically the story is about a um, a woman and she uh, you, we can see that she has a past something happened to her in her past and she goes on break at work and as she's on break she she goes to a counselor. And she speaks to this counselor, you know, basically just on her lunch break. And here come the basically's. And uh, <laughs> and the counselor asks her a few questions. And one of the she says at one point that um, it, it, it's hard to go on living like this.
2: Yeah, she made a crack about suicide, and not
0: necessarily though. That's what I'm saying. It was kind of misconstrued just because she says it's tough to go on living like this.
2: Uh, yeah, no, but it was it was viewed as. You know, yeah, yes. something being said about potentially being harmful to herself, and so they voluntarily committed her for what was it, one
0: night? Yeah. So she, they say, well, because you mentioned something, we're we're taking that as a suicide watch. We're gonna have to keep you here. So they end up keeping her in this freaking place, which is like a a hospital apparently. Yeah,
2: Highland Highland Creek, like a like a rehab facility.
0: Okay. So they keep her in there, and of course, I mean, this woman's just going to talk about, you know some issues that she has she's doing fine she's gonna get a promotion at work she seems like she has a good head on her shoulders she you know she's attractive uh, has a nice personality she seems pretty pretty together you know but of course she's gonna lose her shit when they lock her up so she's like well, what is it this is bullshit I, you know i just came here to talk there's, there's a misunderstanding and the longer they try to explain things to her and the longer it goes on she gets a phone call and she's flipping out and everything who did she call do you remember the police she yeah, called- she called the police,
2: yeah. Then, she winds, get- police? then yeah. she winds up getting into a fight and they wind up extending her stay. Yes. And it just, it gets it gets out of hand. But the yes. whole backstory, this is your review, I'll let you talk. I don't know why I'm...
0: No, no, you can add in because, hey. No, I was you know going mean? to say,
2: the whole, the whole backstory is that Claire had a stalker. Well, right. Claire, Claire's her real name in real life, Claire Foy. She's a, she's a huge star. Most people know who she is. She's a huge actress. Is she? Uh, yeah, she is. She plays Sawyer, and she had a stalker in the past, so now she's prone to seeing her stalker out and about even when he's not there. And so she gets committed to this hospital, and it turns out that her stalker has followed her to this city and actually got a job at the hospital that she was
0: committed at. Right. Which seems a little convenient. Yes, but now here we are as the viewer saying, is she flipped? Has this happened? Is this really him? The guy's acting I don't know what you're talking about, but my name is... You know, whatever the hell he said his name is. My name is Yeah, Robert he says Mabak. he says
2: his name is uh I think he Some says shady. his name is George. <laughs> yeah, he says his name is George Shaw Shaw, but he was
0: Yeah, and she's like, You're Kareem Abdul Jabbar, I watch you play for the for the Lakers every night and he's like, Hey, no, you ever you ever I mean, seen a Chris fifty dollar bill? <laughs> <laughs> My name is Robert. Murdoch, I fly the plane, you know? But I'm the co-pilot. <laughs> <laughs> ah, <that's right. laughs> People are like, what the hell are they talking about? Like we just broke
2: into airplane chatter. <laughs> <laughs> <It's crazy. laughs> Woo, so I, I was on board though. I'll tell you what, the minute their their interaction between Sawyer's and George slash David's character throughout the film is is a highlight of it's the highlight of the film. They're two really terrific actors, and that, that whole back and forth and the the cat and mouse that they're playing is really, really well done. And the underlying themes about um, you know how the insurance system is corrupt, and they're basically great. putting healthy people behind padded walls just to get payouts from the insurance companies. It's it's a great underlying theme that's covered, and you have uh, the character Nate, who's played by, uh, what's his name from Saturday Night Live? Jay Farrow. Oh. Saturday Alive is in there. There's a lot of noticeable names in there. You got uh, Amy Irving in there who plays uh, Sawyer's mother.
0: Yeah, and she was good and then, then he, yeah. she gets involved and you're like, okay, well, she. Now she finally gets a hold of her mother. And she's like, hey, because she's going to lose her job. All this. Now it's seven days she's going and She's locked in there. I gotta, she got to get the hell out. What is this? You know what I mean? And this it's nice bullshit.
2: to see that the relationship with the mother is one where the mother instantly believes her and is on her way to take care of shit. Not for oh, on, Yeah. Not, yeah. oh, honey, this is for your own good. You, you know, not that bullshit. Right. You're in trouble. You're in distress. I'm coming to help you. And she's there the next second.
0: Exactly. It's good. It's a good movie. It's there a great go. movie. It, it gets a little uh, wild in the third act. It, it's as much psychological thriller as it is horror, but you know I I think it, it definitely counts. It, it, it could definitely, especially when things are revealed and we found out find out how and the why and the whole stalking thing and yeah. what goes on in the third act. It's it's pretty good. I don't know. Do you have anything to add to it? Me, uh, it's another half head for me.
2: Yeah, it's it's a high half head for me. I was very impressed. I was going in with high expectations because I know a lot of people have been talking very positive about it, and I wasn't. Uh... I wasn't let down. It was nice to see Juno Temple in there also as Violet. <laughs> I love Juno Temple.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, she was good. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah,
2: it, it was a it was a good cast of characters, good good yeah. good story, a fun film. I liked it.
0: Definitely. Yeah. I don't know. I, like I don't it.
2: know if I'd say fun, you know, it's kind of depressing and disturbing, but fun in the sense that it's a good movie.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You clicked along just right yeah. and well, we really good pace. Cool. Well, I guess that counts as our, our first triple R between the yeah. two of us. So, so see what, what do you got? Okay, well, I watched a
1: film called Cake Jerk It. <laughs> <laughs> I finally nice. saw Pie Whack it. Uh It's on our movie network, HBO Canada. It's been on there for a little bit, and I finally uh, watched it, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, ultimately, I know, Dave, you talked about this earlier in the year, and then uh, Watson came on, and you guys made cake jerkit jokes for fucking ever. Uh, and Brandon and I just
0: sat there and laughed. Wait, didn't I make the cake jerkit joke? You called it cake masturbation. Oh, but yeah, that's right. I he changed t- it to cake I turned it to cake jerkit.
2: Yeah. How, how did I come up with cake masturbation? That's terrible. It what is terrible. I- In other
1: words, kind of a simple, simple story told matter of factly, but don't let that like dissuade you from seeing the film because it's actually well acted. And really, at the end of the day, it's focusing on this girl and whatnot. She lives with her mom. Her father's passed away. They're going through some troubled times. She's kind of uh, in a metal and, and uh, hangs out with, like, friends that are sort of into uh, darker things. However, she takes it one step further and puts a spell to have her mother killed. And that's really all I'll say from a plot standpoint. Again, the performances I thought were were great. I maybe have a soft spot in my heart because I think this was filmed in a small northern... I want to get an X-ray. <laughs> 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 it's just yes, one one more. I am just keep getting them, giving them Sorry. back to. Wow, me. you going to review X-ray tonight too, B? <laughs> Hospital
2: is <Massacre's> up next. <laughs> nice, it,
1: it, was shot, it was shot <laughs> in St. Marie, Ontario. It's mm-hmm. a smaller movie. I, I don't think there's a lot of hidden messages or themes in this film, but I thought it was very entertaining and I thought it was incredibly creepy. Some people said it was a slow burn. I actually thought it was a very well paced film. Like yeah, normal, pace. Normal, normal pace, normal pace. It's it's slow.
2: It's, I yeah. like what you said there about not seeing a lot of like depth in there. And, uh, Cause that was my biggest issue with it. And I, and I, you know, I owe it a second watch, especially towards year end, but Dave and Watson, Talked about it like there was a lot more below the surface, and I didn't feel like it was scratching that much below the surface. So, but I'm definitely gonna give it a second watch, but because I wasn't as high on it as they were.
0: Yeah, well, and- I wasn't crazy high. I, no, I don't think no, I, I'm just saying. You the thing is, how you've
2: interpret interpreted. That's true. Well,
1: that, I mean, that's well, okay. I mean, there is there's that element. But I don't think you could be waxing intellectual all night about it. It's a half-head explosion. There it, you know, there is the ending there will have you questioning a few things and, and you can interpret it. That's that's where the conversation will stem from. Uh and well made all around half-head explosion, pie whack it. Check it out.
0: Boom, 2018, off to the races. All right. So another movie that we all watched and are going to discuss is a new one on Shudder called Rooney from
1: 2018. Yeah, you know what? I'll start with this one. There's a little bit of history I have with with this. Preston DeFrancis, I don't know him, but he reached out to me via uh, TGIF 13 and just mentioned that he was a fan of the show. I didn't even know he had a movie at that point. And then he happened to reach out and say, hey, by the way, I have a film and it's playing at a festival in Hamilton. Do you think you'd have a chance to go check it out? And Vince lives there. I live close by. I'm like, that would be awesome but the timing just wouldn't work out. It was Rune Me that was playing at this festival. So I just said, hey, do you know when it's going to have further distribution? And he says, well, there's something being worked out. I'll have more information in the summer. And I guess that has become the Shudder exclusive and why we have Rune Me now. Now I've watched the movie. I like the movie. I wanted to love the movie. and i have watched it. I've I'm watched it too, and I tried to watch it a third time before the show again just to give it like as much views as possible before talking about it and it's got elements of other good films it reminded
2: it. me of uh fear inc yep meets april fool's
1: day sort of there's a perfect little uh, comparison
2: and that's and that's high praise because those are two really good movies i'm with you on the wanting to love it i love the the characters and the setup i you want me to i'll read just the descriptions yeah. just so we sorry Alex, yeah that was yes. my back now no you go no right that's we're, we're, not, <laughs> we're not doing anything uh structured tonight so Alexandra reluctantly tags along for Slasher Sleepout, an extreme event that is part camping trip, part haunted house, and part escape room. But when the fun turns deadly, Alex has to play the game if she wants to make it out alive. And Alex's backstory is she's a former addict, and there's many flashbacks throughout this film to her ex-boyfriend and her ODing, and she's on the Slasher campout with her current boyfriend, Nathan, who's just infatuated with her and loves her dearly, and uh, they meet up with a I, I like the group of characters that they meet up with. I thought I thought everybody was was fairly likable. I think where where it kind of uh, falls apart for me is is in the in the climax of the second act and definitely in the third
1: act. Yeah, well, I, I think the problem is that it wants to be too many things. So mm-hmm. the 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 slasher part, which is the setup, really gets rushed as we do the first turning point, and then it's everybody up- gets slashed, and then it shifts gears into this secondary story which is which is important but i'm kind of like i wish they spread the slasher part out more so like you get this 30 minute intro and then people get kind of sliced and diced before the 45 minute mark and then we're left with the with the rest and i'm not saying that there's not important stuff there i just feel like it becomes a little jumbled
2: yeah the slasher element is is almost like an afterthought the real story is alexandra's backstory and her relationship with her boyfriend and her ex and and the slasher elements are almost feel like they're just tossed in real quick and and they lack in their you know creativity with the kills and and all that but i was still on board and invested in these characters and was interested in how it was going to play out the way it played out was my biggest flaw of the film Not because it was bad, just because I found it just way too hard to believe. I can't wrap my head around it. If one of you can say something, I mean, we're obviously not going to spoil since it's a a newer film, but if one of you said something and I was like, oh, I can buy that, then I would be on board and my rating would go up, but I just cannot wrap my head around it.
0: You know what's funny? (laughs) I was hoping (laughs) that one of you guys was going to sell me on something for the same exact—the I did only movie of the evening— that I do not have a rating written And I always have a number rating written down. Always. Mm-hmm. Not always. 90% of the time. Sometimes I leave it open to, for our discussion before I decide. This was a movie where I did not have it, and I was hoping that one of you was going to tell me something. So it's funny. I'll really be very cryptic. There. I'll be very
1: cryptic because yeah, I Yeah, unfortunately. Want to spoil. So right. we're trying to be spoiler-free with this because it is new. I will say this. The owner of Slasher Campout, which is the event that they're going to for the weekend, they know. Yeah. Right. So I that opens that. the door for a little bit of the shenanigans that play out. So plausibility
0: is a okay with you,
1: is what you're saying. There, well, it, there's forcible within the, the the realm of a movie that you're going to have to let something go. But what I questioned the first time, I was a little bit more okay with the second time through because I I, I said okay, well that I can I can accept that. Thin. Yeah, a, I agree like, with that. I agree and and with that. it did come back in the second in the
0: second view. This is just a quick question and it's not exactly uh, on that topic. How is one person claiming themselves a winner of something when someone else was the final girl? Wouldn't the winner be the final girl? Oh. Why would somebody else claim and I won? You know he, what i no, he's his
1: character has to win. He won He won an escape room. That's what he was gloating about because he had a gloat about something. That was his character.
0: And oh, I understand that was his character, but he said this, this, and this happened, and he goes, "And I won." So I'm thinking, how did the you escape win? room? He won the escape and, room. Oh, I didn't yeah, he, that. yeah, he wasn't yeah.
2: talking about the slasher. Yeah, yeah, about slasher. Okay. Okay. yeah he was.
0: He
1: was just well, one of those guys. He was. His whole demeanor through the whole thing he was pissed off because the final girl kept figuring out clues. Uh, when they're playing the slash right. or camp out game. And right. then as the things play out, what he's referring to is something different, but that's why he had to announce that he won because that is his demeanor. And he won right.
0: that element. That's
1: what he yeah. won. Okay. That's uh, fair. So
0: it's just another, it's yeah. taking that joke and just a- adding a, a, um, an exclamation point to what I said. Yeah. Okay.
1: I mean, they give you the jokester here. You get, Oh, well, aka the sl- you also AK you also get the slut. I hate calling her the slut because she's not really. Smart. I love her. She's gorgeous too, and, <laughs> yeah, and uh, you get the quiet one. You get the main guy, the final girl, and a couple of crazies mixed in. Again, one of my nitpicks. First time through, I was enjoying it. Beautiful production value. Once again, great great look to the movie well directed the editing was good sound design great and I always say this stuff because I, you never know what you're gonna get when you when you take on some of these lower budget films and this one has a production value to it great nighttime photography like it, it, it's really like quite above average in all those aspects my first misstep was when they uh, that uh, fat uh, slasher camp host came out and he started you know barking orders and everything like that Took me right out of the film. I found them a little hard to take. Funny enough, on the second watch, I was totally okay with them. You know what it is? That's like that's how
2: like those extreme haunts are though, where they'll right. scream and yell at you and get yeah, in your right. face. They'll even bump you and hit you.
1: <laughs> and that's exactly yep. it. And I think I was just yeah. Like, I, it rubbed me the wrong way the first time, and I was like, now that's exactly what he's supposed to be doing. Exactly. And, and it was. I found it was like a. I was just being nitpicky, and I dug the little uh, nods to the other horror films, like some more popular, like oh, "I'll be, I'll be right back," and yeah. plug, plug it up, Carrie. And then they had even more obscure ones, like "My name's um, not Carrie." Yeah, <laughs> and then more obscure, sorry ones, uh, where it's like, "I'm not sharing with mute witness over here," or something like that, or Google gobble, one of us, one of yeah. us." Yeah, I was like, that was- "What a wacky
2: reference?" But it worked. D- with Dave, <laughs> Dave wouldn't even know that reference, though.
0: I know it thanks to South Park. Oh, okay.
2: I was going to say, you'll never never know because of the
0: film. (laughs) I found out shit. All the podcasts I've listened to, yeah, I've heard it over the years. I know. And you still won't watch it? (laughs) No. True freaks,
1: everybody, just so you know what movie we're talking about. uh, Old school. We get a Porky's line in there. Like, she goes, What about my sweaty balls policy? Funny line. (laughs) But you know
0: what? It didn't fit her character. I don't know why. It did, though, when we find out more about her. Like, the way it's the, the way she's portrayed the first half, and then when we get the reveal about her past, think about, especially the when, when she talks about the kind of things she was messing with, it's a whole other kind of a lifestyle. You know yeah, what I, I mean? Was, I was on board with that, because
2: I felt like they, they're giving you those flashbacks from the very beginning, so you kind of are getting an idea that they're setting her up as somebody with a troubled past. So I had no problem buying any of the dialogue.
1: Troubled I, past, not troubled past. Do you think she had a sweaty ball policy? I know, I do. (laughs) You gotta hear those bad boys up for at least ten minutes. Uh,
2: (laughs) You know what? For me, like, I I get all like the the little nitpicky stuff here and there, but for me, it all came down to one particular particular character, and that particular character's actions were so out of is it left field or right field, whatever field you want it to be out of. It was so far out of that field. I, I was just like, this is ridiculous. I really was saying, this is ridiculous. This, this
1: wouldn't play out like this. Now, does that character look like you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess a little bit. The yeah. whole time I watched the movie, I'm like, "This going to be Brandon's brother. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> but you now know what? You it. Yeah. T- i mention it, I got to tell you. No, go okay. ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I was, I was just saying, it's a little muddled, but there's enough good stuff here that I I was entertained. Admittedly, I was more disappointed because I wanted to love it. I think I wanted to love it because Preston seems like such a great guy that I wanted to love it. And I do expect, I did say, I reached out to him. I would love to interview him about this because I think it's fascinating that, you know, there's someone that we're, we're talking to that got a film made. It's on Shutter as we speak. And I just yeah. want to talk to him about the whole experience. And I said that I was going to do that as like an offshoot. You guys are doing your Freddy versus Jason thing. I wanted to do that as one of my things to contribute as well. And I, I still want to do that with him. And I, that's why I wanted to love this movie. I still enjoyed it. It's still I would like to hear that. Good. I, I just yeah. want, to, I want to talk to him a little bit more about it. I had a problem with that the first time I watched it. Brandon, at the very end. Again, yeah. the, the, the review for me maybe accepted a little bit more. Yes, there's forced nature here, but it worked well enough. It just seems like, for me, they're establishing a, a fairly
2: lengthy, not super lengthy, but a lengthy enough relationship between said characters that for it to escalate this quickly in such a short period of time just felt like it was extremely out of character.
1: And I, I can I can see that, but I mean we can I guess we're gonna be so cryptic dancing around this. Yeah,
2: I still recommend seeing it for all the reasons you guys were saying. It again, another low budget film but has great production value, you know, you can tell when when they're trying to make a good film rather than just like bullshit on screen. You know what I'm talking there's about. There's love. There's love behind yeah, there, it. There there's yeah, there's passion in this project. Yes. You can feel it. Even even if it's not my cup of tea, it's it's there and uh i appreciate that and this was his first feature film and uh oh yeah you know i definitely want to see more so no i mean like from
1: from the directing standpoint he did great and that last yeah. shot of her beautiful shot and it sums up the title of the movie greatly and i, I just thought that was great but getting there yeah there there might be a, a few uh loose ends and and some some muddle muddled uh storytelling from the script standpoint mm-hmm. uh that needed to be there, but I think needed to be worked out a bit differently. The whole choose me, choose between two people. Uh, choose, thing. Choose, choose me. <laughs> but I think that's where it gets lost. I think yeah, if they, if right. they focused right. on the slasher part more and lost that choo-choo-choose me, or did that a bit differently within the realm of the slasher night, we would have had a different story here. Or, we, would or have different a, we would
2: have had a straight-up slasher film, and we probably would have had the better film because the Choose Me route is
0: the less believable route. Yep. I have something good, something bad, and it's something, something matter blue. Something <laughs> blue. And something and barred. Something barred. <laughs> <laughs> good, bad, and a matter of fact, and I'm just going to throw in, and, that, and then I have nothing else to say. But um, the good is, they didn't take the cheap route in the beginning where... They basically said, how many, uh, do you know how many horror movies start at, at, a, at a gas station yeah. or something like that? <laughs> they could have said the Texas Chainsaw Massacre or this. or th- They weren't too heavy-handed on the nods. Sometimes you see films like this, and they're just too heavy-handed, and they're trying a little too hard when they don't have to, where people in the know are just going to get the reference, and that's all you need to do. So a little subtle thing like that I like. Here's a complaint that you very, very rarely hear me complain about. This is not something I I critique much. Most of the time, truth be told, I don't notice. I listen to other podcasts, and they say it. I'm like, I didn't notice that. But I did not like Nathan as as an actor. I thought he was not a good actor, the guy that played the boyfriend, Nathan. That's all uh, I have to say. I had no yeah. problem with him. And yeah. I never have complaints about <laughs> acting, ever. When do you Have you ever heard me say this guy wasn't a good actor? Maybe twice in fucking 67 shows. I don't say it. He was delivering some lines that I just thought were poor. Yeah, I'm. I'm more with
2: Christian, but I. I'm not uh, even sure if that's if that has to do with acting ability or with maybe the way the character is set up.
0: I don't know, man. Just a delivery of line. I, yeah. I, no, but I. I understand I what you're saying.
2: It. I understand what you're saying, but I. I definitely didn't feel that way. But I understand.
0: And uh, let me see. Maybe about one, two, three. Maybe about my fifth or sixth note. Uh, I made a, a statement in my notes. That said, one of the couple set the other up. That was my prediction halfway through the film. Did it play out that way? I don't know. It's just a matter-of-fact statement. But that's where I felt this movie was going to go pretty early in. And eventually we see what transpired, and it it was, you know, uh, a twist after a twist and some other things. But that was what I took early, early on in the film, just because we've been down a Similar to this a few times before, and that's it. That's not spoiler because I'm not saying that happened or yeah, or no. out that way, but I'm just saying that that's the vibe I was getting early in the film. Yeah. that you know that our main couple something was up here. You know what I mean? And then things. I were gotta soon. I
2: gotta be honest. I was pretty engaged with with her in particular that I really wasn't even trying to figure it out. More disappointed in how it resolved itself, but definitely it didn't. I didn't have that matter of fact moment where I was just like, "Here's what I think's going on." I was I was kind of into it,
1: and I guess the only other kind of I don't want to say misfire, but the other thing that I kind of questioned was when Pitch, character's name Pitch, pulled a gun on the on the group. It seemed a little too much, uh, mm. just a little too much for the game they were playing. Uh, The other thing, I guess there is another thing, just by watching it a couple times now, is they are all signing up to go on Slasher Campout for 36 hours of of terror. Yet when the terror starts, they're all shocked. (laughs) And it seems like, yeah, I know Pitch is like going, oh, this is great. I got to check out the effects. But it seems like the main characters are all like, holy shit, what's going on? They're like, well, you signed up for this. (laughs) they're supposed to be scaring you. So I thought maybe, I don't know, maybe I I might be reading into that too much, but that's the vibe I got. And I'm like, well, maybe they could have just played off that a bit better on the sense of like knowing that they had signed up with this instead of being totally freaked out right out of the gate. (laughs) However, I still, I I hover. I think the first view, I was at mild rumble, a high mild rumble. And I think I'm borderlining on the top of that. Half head. So I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. I'll say it's a half head. It just eases into that half head explosion.
0: I'm higher up, but a mild rumble. You know, so yeah, uh, with the mild rumble.
1: Yeah, I'm right there with Dave. Definitely a
2: higher end mild rumble, but uh, Mm -hmm. still, still there. Definitely a recommend, though.
0: Yeah, worth your time. Check it out. It's on Shutter. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And another,
2: another. You know, these films. I I noticed. I mean, it's kind of like this every year, but I've noticed this year in particular, very fast-paced films in terms of running time.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I
2: really, I haven't seen that many films this <sighs> year that are
0: long. Yes and no, though. I have <laughs> my short list here, and I have, like, five that I didn't watch because of the running time.
2: Wow, really? Because, I mean, everything I've been watching so far has been pretty fast-paced. I think uh, A Quiet Place was the longest movie I think I've watched this year. Oh, no, I watched Mother, but that was from last year.
0: Yeah, there, there are some others that I... Have not gotten around to. Um, well, I think I'm looking at three right now. That, oh, interesting. Yeah, that just because of the running—not crazy one. I just have been because I just have been cho- choosing the hour hour thirty-five. You know what I mean? I but love
2: I, that. I love that eighty to ninety-minute runtime. Oh, such, so that's much. such a good, that's such a perfect runtime.
0: I know, I know. There's not I'm, a lot I'm right of movies. There with
2: you, man.
0: you know, there's not a lot of movies that are like an hour hour and forty. Everything is like. Like ninety minutes or two hours, it seems. Yeah, there's not a lot of those hour thirty-seven minute movies and shit like that that well, Can I to can see. I just
2: ask you real quick, just to, not to get too far off topic, but the new Suspiria, they're saying oh. clocks in at two two hours and thirty.
0: I know it better be good, man.
2: I know that. I it, I mean, I watched the trailer and I'm I'm excited for it. So, uh, but that's a that's that's long. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking long
0: movie. <laughs> that's actually. fucking long. Indeed. Indeed. It Indeed. Is. <laughs> nice. Okay. Wanna go another trip? Another trips.
1: Down memory land.
0: <laughs> down memory. Down you wanna go first since I stole yours last time, B? Maybe you stole mine this time? Let's see.
1: <laughs> I
2: actually I'll go and I'm doing a film that you covered oh, a okay. few episodes ago and it's called Stillborn.
0: Aha, uh-huh. okay. Yes,
2: Mary, a new mother gives birth to twins, but only one of them is alive. While taking care of her living child, Adam, she suspects that something, a supernatural entity, has chosen him. Yeah, so for for Stillborn, I, you were definitely going to uh, came in a lot higher than I'm going to be coming in on this one. I thought it took a a great concept. Well, I don't want to say great when I'm describing this, but the concept of, of losing a child while still having one and trying to keep it together and take care of that other child. You don't see that a lot. Usually it's, you know, the mother slowly slipping into deep psychosis and have, and dealing with her postpartum all at once, where here she has to keep it together and really fight against it because she has this other child. The problem is it doesn't blend the elements of the psychological, the postpartum, and the supernatural well at all. It does not leave any element of mystery to it. It goes supernatural pretty early and generic supernatural, as far as I'm concerned, and it doesn't let up. Until the very end, and the ending is extremely predictable.
0: I didn't get the ending because I heard another podcast talk about it, and he said that it was something else, and I completely didn't catch on to that. Oh so no, the, it just maybe me.
2: I'm not gonna spoil it, obviously. No, but we're not gonna end- spoil it. But but you know, the story you know takes place where this mother she's she's trying to save her child from a supernatural entity, and it's it's pretty early established that it is a supernatural entity, and you learn through the voice of this supernatural being, what uh, what has to be done in order to save the child. So in the end, she ultimately does, even though not in the way that she thinks she is going to. It, you know, it, it's, it's very straightforward. The very last shot of the film I thought was really well shot. It provides the only moment of ambiguity because we get a straight-up shot in the face of... Uh, of one of our main characters, and it leaves us with this sort of mystery as to whether a certain event actually changed anything. Man, it's tough reviewing these films when we're not spoiling. It
0: is, but Triple R's are just supposed to be a, you know,
2: I know. Spoiling. Spoiling. I (laughs) am fading words over here.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I really, I wanted to like
2: this one. I think you were like a half-head explosion, but for me, I thought the
0: act... Just making a half-head.
2: Yeah, you know what? Every, the acting was really good. I liked the characters. It was well shot. Another one of these films where I'm like, okay, they're they're really trying to make a good film here. I just felt like it went generic and didn't take advantage of all the, uh, you know, psychological versus supernatural that it could have played with throughout. I think it just really tipped its hand too uh, too uh, too early and showed oh. us up. <laughs>
0: How about that scene when she's talking to her mother on the Skype and <laughs> she flips the fuck out? You know what I'm talking about?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. The, I, listen, though, I will meet you on this to a degree. Because, I like I said with my rating, it just made a half-head, but it made it. it could, this movie could have jumped up a couple points if they tweaked it a little bit and, and went in some other directions. So I feel you. There was a little bit of generic stuff going on. But what they did, they did right. It, it, it was nothing that we've never seen before. But they still handled it right, and it and it, it still seemed like it was original in its own way. So, see, I,
2: see, I don't know. See, I didn't feel that way. I see when I when have you seen
0: that before though? With the with what with the, the 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 dynamic of the dead baby and the live baby and what's no, going that, on?
2: that was the best part of it. But I didn't like the fact that they automatically have this supernatural ghost and it's changing the cameras and it's making her look crazy. It's like that's so generic, been there, done that. We've seen that all before and it's just, it's playing out exactly, of course, the husband's not believing her, friends aren't believing her, mother's not believing her, you know, everyone thinks she's crazy. Is she crazy? When clearly we know she's not crazy because they show their cards so early that it's a supernatural force. That's where it's the biggest misfire. It's because they had that element of, psychological postpartum they could have really really had something special here but it just went generic supernatural and generic supernatural you know uh, generic anything isn't good but generic supernatural is like probably one of the worst because it it just becomes a run-of-the-mill ghostly film it's it's a mild rumble like just if i was to give this a number i'd probably give this like a five and a half just that last shot i like there's a little bit of ambiguity to it but other than that it's a very average film for me that's
0: That's it that's fair there you go. All right. Here is a movie I've been waiting a long time to see because it was released maybe three or four months ago, but it was only released VOD on a, a very few certain cable systems, which I did not have any access to. Not, not DirecTV, something I forgot what they were, but it was very limited. And suddenly over the, uh, the course of the last two weeks, it's come up. And uh, maybe by the time it's here, you're hearing this, it might be on a, a Netflix or or a Shutter. Who knows? Because that's usually how it goes. But this movie is called Ghost Stories, and I've been wanting to see this for since I first heard about it because it's an anthology, and I heard it, it harkens back to you know old school horror type things, uh, old British horror, and in some ways it was with with a modern spin. I paid attention to the very first line of this film. I, I've noticed lately that they. Then horror films, they, they say a line early on, and I used to just kind of like b- blow it off as like regular narration. And it's not all that important, but I made it a habit recently of remembering the opening line because I think it's going to come back later. And the opening line of this film was, it was our father's religious beliefs that destroyed our family. And I wrote that down. It's the opening line of the film because it's a guy that's making a film. This is not found footage, but he is attempting to make a documentary. That's how it begins. It doesn't last long because he is trying to prove he's, – he's a skeptic. He is trying to prove every ghost story wrong and every supernatural thing wrong. That's his, that's his gig. You know, He doesn't want to believe in, in religion. Uh, he comes from a, a Jewish family. And he, uh, he does not want to believe in, in supernatural. He does not want to believe in religion, any of that stuff. He just wants to, you know, take the scientific approach. You know, so like I said, he's a cynic and he's trying to continue. You, you see him busting people earlier on in, in the film. There There's something going on and you're seeing what this guy doing. He exposes something that's happening. Now, this guy, when he was young, he used to watch this other show uh, of another guy who has never – who did basically the same thing he did. He, he, he was uh, a MythBuster type thing, if you will. And he really liked this guy's show. And this guy went missing. Well, suddenly, one day, out of nowhere, <laughs> uh, the strangest thing happens. The guy that went missing years ago sends our lead a, a cassette. And he reaches out to him and says, Hey, I'm at this place. Uh, come, come find me. I have three cases that are unexplained. And I want you to help me out with this because I know you're like I am so this guy's honored by because his idol was reaching out to him the guy that's presumed missing (laughs) and he goes and he meets this guy and he's in this dilapidated trailer it was a a strange place that he'd be finding him and what's going on but he goes there first of first and foremost this movie's technically sound all around so already it's getting some points for me the way it's filmed the way the way it looks you know the the way it sounds all that stuff very good it's it's a very well-made film and we go into three stories. And I'm not going to give you information about the stories. I'm not going to go into it. This is just a triple R. So I'm not going to say case one was this, case two was this, case three is this. But as I'm watching it, they're good stories. The first and the second are good stories. But I'm thinking something else has to happen here because this movie, there was a around this movie. I'm trying to figure out where is this going to go? Is this gonna end up being about the wraparound? Is something gonna happen? Because what I'm watching here, it's an okay anthology, but it's not blowing my doors off. You know what I mean? So I'm okay. The third, the third story ends up being the best, and I do enjoy it. And then, as I was hoping was gonna happen, things do take a turn after that, and it's spoilers. I'm not gonna say anything, but things take a turn. It gets really interesting. It gets weird. There's a few reveals thrown in in the the last 30 minutes of this film, and it's the kind of movie that needs a second watch because you have to go back and see. But I really dig it. This is another movie that, Brandon, I can see you watching and being blown away by. But then again, maybe you'll watch it and you won't buy what's happening. But it's kind of like Southbound. How the first time I watched Southbound, there was a lot of little nuances and connectivity that I didn't quite get. And then when I went back the second time, I was even more wowed by it, you know. So I'm hoping that's going to happen here because I could see that happening. Because of the direction it goes in and the way all this connects, it's going to be like, oh, wow. So So
2: you think all the stories were definitely crucial to the film and you don't feel like because you said the first two were good, but you seemed like you were just higher on the third. So you would say they're all critical to where it plays out.
0: It's because the characters and the people involved and the setup, I believe all this is happening for a reason. Okay. And and it won me over in the direction it went towards the end. So because of that, I'm gonna optimistically say I have to watch it a second time, but I'm still high enough on it. So it's another half head explosion. And I have to recommend it. Uh, some people may love it. I might be completely wrong. People might watch this movie. You might watch this movie and say, oh, no, I don't buy that at all. That's stupid. That was just you warmed in at the end. But I'm intrigued I by it. I've heard good so. things about it. I've... I think people should be intrigued by it. And I think people should check it out. And I think at the very least, they'll like it. You know what yeah. I mean? I, but I, did, I, I, I do have to say that during the first two stories, I enjoyed them, but they weren't anything to write home about. They were fine. You know what I mean? But I wasn't like, there was buzz going on, so I was expecting them to be, oh, this is going to be this amazing anthology. But it was kind of like the, uh, in Southbound, that second one that everyone was raving about, the heart thing and this and that, and, and the way things connect. Oh. Uh, initially, I was kind of un, un, It did, it was unremarkable to me. Everyone seemed to love that one, and it was kind of unremarkable to me because it was kind of one note. I get what the guy was trying to do, and, and I understand and It was cool. But what blows me away about that now is the connectivity to the film as a whole and that story being included in it.
2: That's but such a good film.
0: I'm not going to go on and on. It is a good film. But well, Half Head Explosion, check out Ghost Stories. There you go. And Southbound. <laughs> and Southbound. We can't say that enough. I
2: agree.
1: I, I All right, guys. I'm going to take you back a little bit now. This is not from this year. But uh-huh. I watched, you? finally watched, Dave's number one movie of last year, Brimstone. Oh, Oh, so wow. Okay. So again, on our beautiful movie channels here, it's been on the beautiful movie channels, I think since January, February of this year, but I just, you know, you start getting into watching 2018 and I just never got around to it because you need two and a half hours of your time for this movie. (laughs) It's a long ass movie. Isn't that funny? Your number one movie for last year was a two and a half hour film. After talking times earlier. Anyway, here it is. It's a great movie. I think, Brandon, you need to see this. And I think it definitely needs to be a contender for, is this horror? Uh, or is this horror show? I'm not going to say it's not 100 But I'll tell you, I questioned that. I'm like, what the hell was Dave talking about? Then I'm like, oh, no, he's bang on. And Then I was like, oh, what the hell was he talking about? <laughs> there are horror, like There are horror elements. There is that supernatural overtone without getting into it. Brandon, you'll see it right away. The movie deserves to be seen. It's epic. I mean, if th- for those of you that don't know the movie that I'm talking about, maybe I guess you should give a quick, uh, just a very quick synopsis. A triumphant epic of survival and a tale of powerful womanhood and resistance against the unforgiving cruelty of a hell on earth. It goes on, but I like that. That, that's, uh, that keeps it kind of uh, ominous. And uh, this is uh, more Western, but it's got this sort of, overtone to it uh it, there, it's told kind of tarantino-esque and so you're getting more of the story of course in different time periods uh being presented to you out of sequence of course Love that. <laughs> it is great i didn't come in quite as high as dave but it's an eight out of ten and it definitely deserves to be seen. And I definitely need Brandon to see it because I think it definitely deserves to be discussed on the Is It Horror episode.
2: Well, I'll definitely make sure I see it before then.
1: I've been putting it off mainly because of the runtime.
0: <laughs> oh, it's worth it, man. No, I it's know. So
2: I know it is. I know it is. But you know, I'm in that sweet spot of everything is 80 minutes. Sometimes you get some that run below 80. It's like, oh my God, I'm watching another
1: one because that was like watching half a movie. And I didn't want to. Dave, I'm not sure if it's a pick a fight. I'm not saying it's not. No, but i just. No. I'm just saying, it, like I, I, I was shifting back and forth. But one thing's for sure: whether horror or not, it's a fantastic film. That's good. Glad
2: to hear
0: that. Glad to hear that you love the film. You gave that a ten, right? I did. Oh, it's fucking yeah. yes, yeah.
2: It's... And you gave it an eight. So if I give it, a, if I'm with you, Dave it gets in the hall.
0: Oh, right on. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice. I'll say this: people did not vote on it for Brimstone for is it horror. They they actually voted for Bone Tomahawk. So I know that will be discussed. I guess Brimstone could be our own pick. It's our show. We can pick up a movie and discuss it. Whatever we want. I'll sum it up right now. He can find them wherever they're at. That alone speaks supernatural to me, and I'll leave it at that for now. And I didn't disagree.
1: I'd not disagree. It just, yeah. (laughs) Har.
0: Episode over. (laughs) Roll credits. Roll that beautiful bean footage. (laughs) Nice. Okay, cool. Now we have another one we have to get into. We have two more that we are all on board for. That's what we'll do. We gotta do the Derek B. We gotta get on uh yeah, we gotta talk about our Patreon. This is our Patreon pick and this one comes from Derek B and his triple R is what's it called?
2: It's called Cold Sweat, also (laughs) known as Sudor Frio. Man, I probably butchered that.
1: Yeah. Well I would know.
0: This yeah, can be it's seen on... Um, it's on Prime. On Prime,
2: thank you. Yeah. That's where I saw it. Yeah, this one's from 2010 Cold Sweat, and it's Roman and his friend Ali seek out his girlfriend Jackie in a dangerous zone in a suburb in Buenos Aires. There's a much longer description here, but I'm going to leave it at that because the description is almost as long as the movie because this is, this is like a heavy metal video, pretty much. like Almost like like an extended music video feels like.
0: A lot of loud
2: music, yeah. I love it, though. I love it. The director and writer, Adrian Garcia Bagliano, he does great stuff. I mean, he really, if you look at his his library of films, he's got some really quality stuff. He did Scherzo
1: Diabolico. He did Here Comes the Devil. Oh, wow.
0: I like both of those movies more.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I had no problem with this movie. Derek is, uh, as again, I thought knocked one out of the park for us. I hadn't heard of this film it was not even on my radar. It was from eight years ago, so I don't think it would have been on my radar. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's What I love about this is you take a scenario, you take two people that think they're going into something else or one person that thinks they're going into something else and the tables get turned and it turns into this whacked out, fucked up night of hell. And I thought the movie did it did it really well. I read one person said this was a slow burn I'm like, what movie were slow you watching? Burn. What it's like were you watching? Long. You go on IMDb burn. and watch and look at some of the reviews there. I was shocked. I said, wow. literally, it's setup and delivery the whole way through. Now, whether you believe in everything that's going on remains to be seen. But I was, I was on edge. I felt that way when yeah. I saw High Tension for the first time. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, oh, oh. yeah. It, 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 there's like a a tense. Feeling Throughout this whole film, once they get in the house and you realize what the fuck is going on there, it's just constant tension, in my opinion. And And they give you the setup right at the beginning with these two crazy
2: old men. They show a lot of the history of Argentina and the military dictatorship. And basically these are two crazy old men who have stolen dynamite, who have an agenda to punish, you know, the the women of... uh, the daughters and grandchildren of the women who wanted equality from back in the day. That's, that's as simple as it is. And these, these two characters, they wind up in this house looking for, for his girlfriend and shit gets crazy. And it is super tense, super violent, super suspenseful and super fast paced. (laughs) Not a slow burn at all.
1: Think of uh, people with people under the stairs, but without the rap ending.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The first act and the last act, the first act was good. The last act was great. My issue was that I checked out in the middle. That, that After the guy found his girlfriend and she was covered and that whole thing, it went on for like 20 minutes and it was just too long and I checked out. I lost interest And in that. What brought me back was how crazy things got in the third act, but that's what happened to me. See, that, my, that, the suspense was, my was still there, especially oh, yeah. that.
2: That whole act was like him I didn't care getting her it. down onto the floor, onto the tarp. Even though that was like a 10-minute sequence, man, that was
0: tense. I couldn't, I didn't care about her. I don't know why. Yeah, maybe I, that's
2: it, because you care about uh, Allie more. Yeah,
0: that's what it was. I, well,
2: you know about the motive. You, you immediately know that Jackie was there because she was meeting some guy. Like, that's what we originally
0: think. Yeah, I know that. And that was another thing, too. It was the way he was talking about the girl, it was his ex-girlfriend, something else. I don't know what it was, but I just occasionally this happens when I watch a film. I check out. And when I check out, sometimes it's hard for me to come back. And I might have unfairly checked out. You know, that might be on me. The way you guys are talking about it, maybe I have to go back and watch it again. I have to be in a different state of mind or something. Or I don't know what it was. I, I think what something about that second act and in the length of that scene, it just seems to me that like they spent too much time on that girl. And if it would have been the lead girl, Allie, I would have had more invested. I just didn't care about this random girl. It just, I don't know why it just went on. And maybe if it would have been shorter, it just seemed to me that there was too much dialogue and it went on too long. And I didn't understand.
1: It, so it went on it a little on. long, Dave. I agree. Uh, I, and it's a little far fetched because she's drenched in that stuff just to get her out. However, maybe because it was a first time watch, I I was like, oh god, I wish they get to the next thing. I was I was like, wow, this is fucking tense. Get her down. Get her the fuck out of there. Come on, what the fuck is with this basement full of fucked up people and like experiments gone wild? Like, I've it seen was crazy. this
2: before. This is like I think this was a third time watch, and I still had that same feeling of suspense because it just. It just has that effect on me, but I definitely can see, you know, I mean, look, they're, they're initially there looking for his cheating girlfriend. So, uh, of course, and you can see the connection that he, that Roman has with, with Ali. So you, you see that these are really our two main characters that we want to cheer for. So, of course, when they find the girlfriend who, who gives a shit about her for real, but, you know, she doesn't deserve what they're planning on doing to her. Of course not.
0: Just yeah. Me personally. I just something happened and I, I didn't get into the character and I when I lost interest it just took me some time to come back and I didn't you know back what, in the third act
2: but yeah you know what I was gonna say what Polly would have worked better is if they had found the girlfriend even quicker and it somehow gotten switched around where Allie was the one on the table having to be
0: yeah having to be helped.
2: you know saved
0: if you she was the, the one is, if she
2: was the one in distress she wasn't in distress long enough because she was a much stronger character.
0: This is my issue. I was thinking of Saw, and, and then I wanted to go watch Saw. So I think I started thinking about Jigsaw, because I was thinking of that scene in Saw. Scene in Saw, okay. I was thinking of that that scene with the guy with a lighter and having that nitroglycer and having that yeah. stuff on them. That's what I kept thinking of when I saw that girl with that stuff on her body. And they were talking about that. I kept thinking about that scene and the guy with the lighter who ends up and ultimately blowing himself up and setting himself ablaze. I was thinking of that and I was thinking about – first I started thinking about Jigsaw when the guy gave him the game and said, okay, the math quiz and this and that, whatever the fuck was going on. okay. Let's play a game. So then I had Jigsaw in my head a little bit. Like, okay, this is a little Saw. Then they got to that, and then I started thinking about uh, Saw again. And then I, part of me was like, man, I want to watch Saw. And I started thinking, <laughs> of, so maybe that's another reason I drifted off. Because not a bad in, in thing. In Saw, huh? that wouldn't have known not at all. But in Saw, it would have been much quicker. It wouldn't have been a freaking a uh, twenty-minute thing in the middle with one person. It would have been make your choice. You have sixty seconds. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's why I love the fucking Saw series so much because everything happens in in a quick thing. There are no long sequences. That's okay. Do this, and you have this much time, or you're gonna die. I don't I know. Now you got me wanting to watch Saw. So. See how <laughs> that happens? I know, right? <laughs> but anyway, I guess I'm gonna have to watch it again a second time because Derek hasn't done done us wrong yet. So there's no reason to think. And the way you guys are talking about it, you feel differently than I do. So
1: well, I just love the simplicity. Setup. Yeah, into the house of horrors. We got to get out, but it's not just—it's not that easy. And that's the movie. Yeah, you're on board with the characters, even though you're thrown right into it. Like there's yeah. no, there's no
2: huge setup. You're thrown right into it. Yet you're on board. You feel for them. You're there's clear villains that are established. They're evil. You're rooting against them. So it's 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 a very simple, basic setup, but it works so well.
0: Unusual villains, that's for sure.
2: I liked it. I liked that they were two old men. It
0: was unusual. Yeah. It was
2: they were nuts. Crazy.
0: There was some see the thing also, I remember um see you had issue with that movie, um Stomp the Yard. Or oh sorry. Attack the Block. <laughs> That's why I got confused. You had issues with Attack the Block because of the loud music going the whole time throughout the film. Yet in this movie that's kinda of what I was getting with the music. you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of, of video game music. You ever play like a video game, like a like a you know what I mean? You hear that modern games with like crazy background music and and all this stuff. I felt like I was watching a video game movie with freaking video game background music. funny. I didn't
1: notice it until the heavy metal really kicked in. And then when the explosion went, and I thought that was like just awesome.
0: Was it was an awesome yeah. explosion yeah.
1: the slow-mo so, and all that shit. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's funny that you say that, but obviously this, it didn't bother me at all this, and it added to my tension. Yeah. So They, it worked they used the
2: music way. well, I thought, as, as good uh, audio cues. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't
1: know movie. how much more there is to say, but I, like, again, first time watch, maybe, maybe, like, I'm an 8 out of 10. Like, I thought it was a great movie.
2: I'm right there with the 8 out of 10.
0: Whew. I'm 6 out of 10.
2: Wow,
1: yeah. I'm shocked.
0: Yeah, I maybe again. It just might even been me that particular night. So um, I think I'm gonna have to take some time to go watch it again on my own and just, you
2: know. I've always enjoyed it. this film. I've I've always wanted to own this film. It doesn't it needs a Blu-ray release. Yeah. It doesn't have a Blu-ray and the DVD is super expensive.
0: I'll tell you what needs a Blu-ray release. Alone
2: southbound. In,
0: a, a okay. Southbound needs one and Alone okay, in the Dark. Southbound and Alone in the Dark. <laughs> That's fair. But yeah. Thanks again, Derek. And you know, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna revisit this movie, and the next time I do, it'll come up as a triple R again on my own, and I'll see if I had a different, you know, what I mean, a different experience with it. So, hell's yes, yes. But as long as we're talking about Patreon, now is the time. If You guys want to join Patreon? There's there's many reasons too. We have some cool things on there. You have all access for a dollar. You can see uh, episodes early, hear episodes early. Pardon me, sometimes see them. You know we put our exclusive videos on there a couple other things we have drawings we're going to have a drawing here momentarily we're actually going to start a new game too but anyway www.patreon.com slash exploding heads so get on there and you know you can also pick a triple r if you're at that level anytime you want i mean at least you know well not anytime you want but once a month max but still that there you have it. Now, whenever, now, if you're on the one or three dollars, you can get put in a drawing once a month and watch one of those films. But speaking of Patreon, more things on there. We have some messages that were sent to us on Patreon, and I am going to read them. The first message comes from Dustin Baker. Send <laughs> us a message. Yes. Hi guys. Just wanted to say the show. Still a ton of fun. And it's always a highlight to my week when a new one drops. I also had a potential pick for Triple R's for once. I usually don't throw one in unless something comes to mind that feels unique to discuss. Anyways, during the reanimator show, you guys mentioned the first film having a bit of a downer ending. And that suddenly sparked in my head 1965's Curse of the Fly. I haven't seen it in quite a number of years now, so my memories may be off. But I remember being quite impressed by it and how somber of a finale it had, especially for a B flick from that era. It seems like it could be a distant relative to reanimator, though certainly different in tone and explicitness, and I realized I never hear anyone talk about it. Horror, etc. may have covered it like nine years ago, and that's it. It's like it has disappeared or something. So anyways, if you guys feel like it, it'd be nice to hear someone talk about Curse of the Fly. If for nothing else, to see if I'm crazy for liking it that much, Though if you guys plan on doing a franchise show for The Fly or something, then just ignore this and I'll wait for that eventual show. Sorry for the long message, thanks, and thank you for such a fun show. Thank you. Yeah, so,
1: thank you. I don't I've think never I've seen Carson. Yeah, yeah, neither here. <laughs> Sorry,
2: Me neither. No, I've, I've never seen it.
0: None of us have. I don't think we plan to do a Fly retrospective because what the hell I think there's a bunch of Fly movies, like old school. There's,
1: well, yeah, I've seen oh, Return, yeah, of a the Fly, of, and... Return of
0: the Fly and... Curse the two new ones, right? <laughs> as much as I love Corner the Fly, I don't think, actually, I think we're, we're pretty much booked up for the Euro franchises now. So, yeah, so we will do Curse of the Fly. Next show, we'll do a Triple R for Curse of the Fly because because he asked, because he's on that level and he reserves the right to ask. So, any, anybody listening wants to do, you could do the same. So, there you go Curse of the Fly. We will discuss it. Everybody really And about you it. shall receive. There you have it. There you have it. And then we have another message from Amanda W. And looking forward to the next show, would love to hear your thoughts on the recent announcement from Scream Factory and what titles you might pick up. So, Scream Factory.
1: Return of the Living Dead 2. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I'm not kidding. I'll, I'll, I'll grab that. I don't care. That, that
2: I'll, grab, I'll, I'll <laughs> grab it eventually. That wasn't one of the, I think, the the 14 new ones that were announced. Oh, I know, but... I know, but it hasn't come
1: out yet. comes out yeah. in like, uh, two weeks or something like that. Or
0: next week. Oh, so. really? I thought so, yeah. um, oh, maybe only the early people got it. They got the first thousand copies because I know some people, I think Alex got it. So uh, some There was
2: have... a lot I was excited for. I'm actually excited for a collector's edition of Urban Legend. I know Shroyer will be happy to hear that. <laughs>
0: See, I don't care about Urban Legend. I like, like Urban uh, we Legend. We watched it. I did it. Did it make your top fifty? It did make my top fifty. Did it? Oh, well, <laughs> it then, did. then I would buy it too. Any movie that's yeah. in my top fifty, I would buy a Blu-ray for. So that, there you go. I was happy for that. I'm
2: obviously ecstatic for Candyman, and uh, I'm I'm happy to see a, a nice edition of Sleepwalkers. I, I like that film. I am too. Yeah. I, I always I always enjoyed that film. There were a lot of good ones announced. I mean, people, I, I'm guilty of this, too. We get our expectations up because we start thinking. I know I thought Alone in the Dark was going to get announced. I thought Fright Night was maybe going to get announced. And then you don't get the ones you expected. But they had a lot of good announcements. I mean, they're putting out collector's editions of Trick or Treat. They got that Critters box set coming. They got, uh, what else do they have? Creep Show coming.
0: See, then, I already have Creepshow. Of course I have fucking Creepshow. I got on that. Man, it's expensive when you add shipping in the thing. Yeah. I paid top dollar for Creepshow and for Trick or Treat. So therefore, I am not getting any of the ones on the latest announcement. Because those two came like a few weeks before the big announcement that she's talking about. But I already paid for Creepshow and Trigger Tree because it, I think it's only like a thousand or fifteen hundred or whatever it is to get the whole thing to get and the I,
2: lithograph and stuff. Yeah, and I love the
0: movies enough that yeah, that I wanna that you, make
2: sure you'll frame those. You'll frame those. Those I have to get. I have to yeah. get
0: them, especially Creepshow. You know what I mean? I, I absolutely want to see Candyman. I'm excited about that, but I have a feeling it's not going to sell out right away, and I'll just be able to score it later on. And if not, I'll get the arrow one if I have to. But I mean, yeah, well, none of these, I mean,
2: none of these are limited except with the amount of lithographs and, you know, posters usually. That's usually what's limited with these. It's not like they're going to stop producing copies of Candyman. If they sell out, you know, Candyman the first day, they're going to make more. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: And Critters, I saw the first one for the first time last year, and I enjoyed it but I can't see myself wanting to see four and buying a box set. Yeah, be- you
2: know what? I, I got, I'm right there with you. I am I like the first two films. I'm not I'm not a diehard critters person. I don't know. Maybe one day when it drops to like 30 bucks for the box set, I'm not spending 60 on it. But well,
1: Maybe, maybe no. because three and four are really aren't uh, that great.
2: <laughs> I don't even know if I've like, ever seen you know, four. Three has Leo in it. Well,
1: I mean, yeah, and th- this is <laughs> it. Like these movies were like, Fucking direct to video garbage, and suddenly now everybody's blowing them left, right, and center.
3: It's, oh, Dave's, yeah.
1: it's Dave's theory all over again. It's true.
2: Well, for the collector, it's I, I. I'll side with the collector side here. I'm 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 in the middle with you guys. I, I get excited when I see stuff that's like never been on Blu-ray before, so that's cool.
1: What, a Leprechaun box set? You're gonna be fucking coming in your pants? Yeah, I don't get
0: that. No, I'm
1: not. Sure. I'm not. I don't even have the Leprechaun box set. Yeah, but do they have it on Blu-ray already? Yeah, they have a box set on Blu-ray. You can probably pick it up for fifteen, twenty bucks now. Uh, fuck. Dude, I, I like, tried to watch the first one again the other night. I haven't, I haven't even attempted to watch it in fucking since I saw it in the theater with my girlfriend. Back I don't think I ever saw any of the sequels to that. And I could not get through the movie.
0: Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a. I've I could not it. get through the first movie. Wow, that anyway, not get me excited to watch it. Uh-oh. Like, dude, fucking, like, uh, here's a good example: uh, people getting excited <laughs> for something just because it comes on Blu this is um, this is going back, but Hackle lantern. <laughs> Hackle lantern got released last year, and everybody's excited. and I'm thinking, who the fuck? that fucking movie is so bad it's good, but that's all I can give it. I mean, it's to 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 have friends over and have have some beers and fucking crack wise and and, and that I could see, but I, I can never imagine watching that movie as a serious film and paying thirty dollars for a fucking blurry of it. That movie, $30 that um, was another that was yeah.
2: another argument that was coming up between people who were we were arguing over this over whether we like the releases and some people were arguing well I don't like them enough I'm not going to get these movies at this price to be honest nobody should be paying these prices for these movies
0: anyway no, but people get excited. Oh, it's the first time I'm blue. Exactly. I'm gonna pay top exactly. And then they they get marked out by it, man.
2: Yeah, and they buy every release for thirty dollars, and then one year later they're going for like twelve ninety nine a piece, and you could pick them all up then. And to me, that's not so bad. I like owning right. some bad films. You know, I like so that I. idea. Just throwing on some cheesy films once in a while. I can't. I can't wax intellectual I, all the
1: time. And at no, the end of the day, I, 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 I say those things like, who the fuck wants it? And there are people that do want it. There are people that like it. Oh, yeah. Man. And who do I I, I? I can't tell people how to yeah. spend their money. None of my business. No. Spend away. Enjoy right. it. I, I think you it's fucking killer. ridiculous, but enjoy
3: Yeah,
2: and check out <laughs> Christian's uh,
3: collection video.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Epic. Epic video. <laughs> Ugh.
0: I'll tell you what, the craft is finally coming. Oh, the craft, just- yeah. It's finally- you know what?
2: It's not- it- I'm on Scream Factory's page, and I don't see the release date for the craft. But- I-, I did not
0: pull the trigger. Like I said, because a few weeks prior, I did Creep Show immediately, and oh, then okay. I started thinking about Trick or Treat. It-, it-, it was already on sale for like 10 days or so, and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So I, I spent big – I mean – them combined, it's like fucking close to $60 for those yeah. films. Yeah. That's not my style. I don't, I don't, I don't spend that much, that, that high a price. On a movie. Y- a so, year
2: from now, you'll get you'll get the craft for 13 thirteen, fourteen 14 That's what I'm
0: thinking. I, I don't think the craft is going to sell out. I don't huh. think that the audience is quite – I think it should be. I mean, I, it was like my number three of fucking 1996. I think it's a great film. I think there's. it's almost perfect. There's very, very little wrong with it. the Balk is a fucking excellent villain in that film. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I love the film. Some people don't want to get into it because they think it's like a chick flick. But what the fuck? Like that, I, don't, <laughs> I
2: I never understood that. Then why? Because... What about
0: Tragedy Girls and Carrie and fucking Heather's and that people love those fucking?
2: Hey, I movies. can't say anything. I have Final Girls in my top ten of all time slashers, so I can never say anything about chick flicks.
0: Just because the leads are women, it's it's a very fucking great movie, dude. Yeah. I don't a, I don't watch. There's so many movies that I never seen. Hocus Pocus. Or fucking tons of movies like that. You know what I mean? Uh, to me that's more chicky flicky than than the craft The craft. Chicky is flicky. flicky. Yeah, dude. Bean flicky. It's a very fucking great movie.
2: Bean flicky.
0: Man, I think Scream Factory is killing Make a fun of me.
2: I really <laughs> love, I really love their their releases that they're putting out. I really I really do and I think eventually everything We'll have a bluer at least at some point. Let
0: it come out. I want my blues. Bring bring them on. Who gives a fuck? And here's the deal. I can't believe, and I'm biting, I'm completely fucking biting on what, what, what JP said on 22 Shots, but I feel the same way. Why do people get mad at fucking announcements? Could you imagine? People are so fucking spoiled now. Could you imagine, see... You're the same age as me. Could you imagine walking into the fucking video store in the 80s and seeing a movie on the fucking shelf and saying, what the fuck? Why is this movie out? No. Who, what the fuck? What are you fucking people doing? Be happy. Oh, my so God. So you didn't get what you wanted. Big fucking deal. There's so much to choose from you. You don't have enough money in your pockets. Unless maybe your moods are Derek. But you don't have enough money <laughs> in your pockets to fucking own all the movies that you want. Nobody does. So guess what? Who cares? You don't want it? Move on.
2: Yeah, That's and a lot nice. of people... Well, the, Another thing that a lot of people complain about is when, like, Screen Factory announced Candyman a week after Arrow did. Let's not forget, not everyone is region-free. I'm not region-free. Christian, luckily enough, has <laughs> got a new friend. He's region-free. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not getting the Arrow edition because I'm not region-free. Yeah, it's not, a- super, it's not super expensive to get a region-free player, but I want to be able to watch it in any room in my house. I don't want to have to dude, sit in one room.
0: Dude, it's a fucking... It's a white whale. It's a movie we've discussed for a couple years about movies that you want released on Blu-ray. Yeah, like like uh, if you could make a list of like five or ten movies, Candyman would would have been Candy on. Candyman
2: like, yeah, it's definitely in everyone's top five. And that, the minute Arrow announced it, everybody was crazy excited. The minute Scream Factory announced it, what the fuck is this shit?
0: How could you be mad? I don't I, have a region. I, I you guess. know the percentage guess. of people that have a region f- free Blu-ray player? It's not high. It's not high. <laughs> no, it's not high. Go. No, it's not high at all. Just your average, even people that listen to this podcast. I'd like to know, seriously, how many people have a region-free player? I, you think that people would be ecstatic, fucker? You think that people would be ecstatic that Candyman is finally getting, because they don't want when the arrow was like, okay, I said, okay, great. Is 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 it gonna be an all-region or is it just the UK? It's just the UK. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. First thing I thought, well, maybe Scream will get it. Sure yeah. enough, they did, and I'm like, yes, fucking great. And people are mad about release. Well, could could you imagine getting mad? it releases. Just, just picture that scenario that I just said. Walking into the fucking video store and seeing understand. a film on the shelf and looking at your friends and say, I can't fucking believe this is out.
2: That's why I always <laughs> consider myself like the middleman of collecting because I'm not a diehard collector where I have to order everything first day. If they announced a Fright Night with like a, I don't know, an Evil Ed blow-up doll, I would, I would pre-order that day one. But, uh, <laughs> But what I'm saying is if you wait, everything comes down in price to where it's reasonable, where you don't have to spend all your damn money on all these films. But everybody likes to buy everything. Them- oh, it's getting a Blu-ray release? I'm getting it. Then it gets announced again from a better company, and they're like, well, I'm not fucking double-dipping. Why didn't they announce something that I didn't have? Well, you didn't have to buy that one. You don't have to buy everything the minute it comes out. No, you so, don't. That's all I'll say about it. To reach
0: his own. To reach his own. I think yeah. it's, funny, it's funny that they're complaining, and it's funny that people blow – Freaking shit movies just because they're released. So you're going to be excited about Trick or Treat. Or par- no, pardon me. You're going to be excited about fucking, what's that movie? Um, Hackle Lantern. But you're going to be mad that Candyman's coming out on Screen Factory. What, what, what am I missing here?
2: <laughs> If Hackle Lantern had been announced from Arrow a week before it got announced from whatever company it released it, they would have been <laughs> mad.
0: <laughs> and I guarantee there's people listening to the show right now that are saying, who's mad about Candyman being released by Screen Factory? They just don't run in the same circles we do. But there are people like that out it there. Happens. Believe it, it happens. It does happen. And unfortunately, we have to rub elbows with, with some of those attitudes. But hey, to each his own. We all got our, our things. It's just, it's funny, if anything.
2: Yeah. So
0: we're going to buy some. <laughs> and I'm glad some of them are getting released. But anyway. I'll, I'll you tell you know.
2: what, I traded in, uh, I pulled out like another 60 DVDs to get rid of. Really? I've been. Yeah, I've been I've been really downsizing my DVD pile because I'm upgrading everything. Not everything at once, but trick or treat. I don't need my DVD anymore. I'm getting that a collector's edition.
0: Oh yeah, you had trick
1: or treat on DVD. You gotta you gotta yes. hold on. I would hold on to them because just like video, you're gonna get rid of this shit, and then some. It's gonna be huge. Like, I I would love my Friday the Thirteenth collection back. Oh, you think DVD is gonna be like the new VHS? Oh, VHS? You 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 <laughs> yeah. have to go buy or laserdisc for that matter yeah at least. my laziness like all of a sudden now you go back you look like like niche films like friday the 13th well not niche but films like friday the 13th now the videotapes are can be anywhere from 15 which is reasonable to like a hundred bucks yeah. for a movie you're like you gotta be fucking kidding me but that's because it can be yeah and so like why I, I you know you get to the point where like you know what i'm done i i resent the fact that Or I regret, not resent. I regret (laughs) the fact that I I sold all my Fangorias uh, because it really was just to get rid of them in one big lump sum. uh, All my Laserdiscs, some of those videotapes. I did get rid of half my DVDs as well uh, at at The Beat Goes On or whatever it may be. It just at the end of the day, like now I've got the storage space. So I'm just like, why? Now I could have just kept all of it
0: yeah but it's all you know when you move you know i i, oh, that's what
1: I, I went through it so many times
0: at that yeah, time
1: it was the most realistic thing to do
0: right i've been there and i did it too yeah i parted ways with things my Friday the Thirteenth dvds will never go anywhere parts one two three in the final chapter i bought them they were bare bones they were paramount the very first day i bought a dvd player it was in like the early 2000s i went to the store i bought a dvd player and i bought about Fifteen DVDs that very day, and I spent twenty-five dollars on Friday the Thirteenth Part One, two a hundred dollars on those four movies. Wow! <laughs> and I will never. I know now you can get them all for twenty-five dollars. I did. I but, did the
2: same thing with the Saw films. I remember spending twenty twenty bucks on each of them
0: for well, like
2: the first five or six.
0: I'll never. DVD,
2: and I, I keep. Yeah. I'll keep the DVDs even even when I eventually upgrade to Blu Ray, just because. Yeah. I love Saw.
0: Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, certain things you gotta hold on to and do it, man. If, yeah. you want to collect and you want to display whatever you do. Why the hell not?
2: It is. It is fun collecting. I will give you that. It is. It is. It is fun actually owning the physical media. I do. It like is fun. I agree.
0: Right now, I'm about collecting my posters, and then I'm having a lot of fun yeah. With I'm
2: having a, a lot of fun with posters now too. So. That's my thing. I'd
0: rather I'd rather spend thirty dollars on a poster and a frame than than a Blu-ray in most cases right or now. If you're a Christian, you just get them sent to you.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah,
0: maybe That's, maybe. Uh, I hate you. Maybe some Patreon people will send uh, send me some. I don't know. I'm, we're happy to get to get their money. Uh, I mean, the support is all good. And speaking of that, once again, um, we have uh, two new patrons. We have Debbie Debbie Overly, who hey uh, Debbie, yeah, Thank you. She's, she, she's
2: been. Yeah. Uh,
0: Thank you. She's,
2: she's been a listener for a while.
0: Yeah, and she, you know what? She said she got on. Half of the reason she got on is for Frankie Z because she knew yeah, was some exclusive yeah, Frankie was, Z stuff. So That
2: was really cool, that post that she uh, she made. I remember that. Yeah, that, that was made awesome. Her,
0: yeah, yeah. That, made her, that made her happy. That made me happy. Yeah. You know, so yeah, That's, that's so, cool. So that, that was cool. And then yesterday, we got a, a new member, Matthew Carr, who just jumped right in. He left a message on our page, in the group page, talking about how he listened to the slasher show and watched a bunch of slashers based on our recommendations and said, hey, I, I love the show. I wanted, I just want to support you guys and keep you around for a while. So I'm going to go on Patreon, he told me. I said, okay. I said, we're recording uh, tomorrow night. So if we do before then, we'll announce that on the show. So here we are. So there you go. Now, what I was saying before about questions, it's another thing we're adding on now. If you're a, If you're a patron, if you're in our Patreon, all you have to do is submit a question in there, and it will be exclusively answered on the show. So any question you put in there... We're gonna do it, or we're or if we or we're gonna sh- or we're gonna shame you. So it's a, <laughs> it's a new thing. We're gonna call it uh, shame or game. How's that? So if you like the question, it's game to be answered. If we don't like the question, you're gonna get shamed. So you know, have some we, fun.
2: We need to get a recording of Arnold Diaz doing shame on you. I don't know that. that you don't remember shame on you? Shame. It's not not a song. It was a news segment. Do you remember? Well, Christian one, remember that? He's not in the states. I thought that was national oh
0: i don't
2: know uh maybe it was local
0: why do we need that all oh, 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 we the only drop we need is freaking you
2: shamed me no but there was a whole song like shame shame
0: shame shame on you oh <laughs> okay. okay how
2: I
3: about that
0: song oh, it's a shame do we mess around with my house? Oh, bro,
2: what was that a house party that was in party, oh, yeah. wasn't. It's, it? a, it's an old school song and it was remade.
0: It's a shame. And there's, there's a smashing pumpkin song, and it goes shoo 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 shame. Anyway.
2: No. <laughs> yeah. Christian is completely checked out of this. Yeah, he just yeah. fucking hates us right
0: now.
1: Okay. <laughs> he hates a strong word.
0: Okay. Despise. Loathe. Loathe. <laughs> Loathe. Okay, let's move on. Let's take a break. That's the end of our, our, our Patreon roundup. Again, patreon.com slash explodingheads. Get on there and have some fun with us. Quick break and uh, some more trips on the flips, and we'll see you in a minute. And we're back. Okay. So forgot to do the Patreon drawing, so we're gonna do that right now. This is anybody that's on the one dollar or three dollar level. All the ones have one entry, and all the threes have three entries. So we have between one and thirty right now. I'm gonna put the number in. I'm gonna generate it, and let's see. Oh, actually, no. Uh, B, give me a give me a number.
2: Uh, between uh, between one and thirteen. <laughs> Sorry. Between one and thirteen. Okay, let's go number nine.
0: One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. C, uh, give me a number between one and 13. Four. One, two, three,
1: four. Number <laughs> 28.
0: 28, okay. 28 it is. The number 28 is. <laughs> James Couch. There you go, homie. Hey. All right. Good James. old James. Yep. Get back to us and tell us what you want us to triple R, and we will do it. It's simple as that.
2: And don't Something say to... Psycho
0: 1998. Please. <laughs> when you put ideas in his head, I wanted to be able to say I dropped dead without ever seeing that movie. I've said that out loud on podcasts before. I wanted, I really, I want to say I've never watched that movie. I wanted to die without ever seeing it. You know
2: it. what? That's not a bad way to go out as someone who's seen that
0: movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> oh, Wow. No shit, huh? Okay. So, time for another trip. I guess I'll get on mine. I've been going first, right? So, okay. This movie is, I got to tell you, I I think C said it last show or the show before maybe, but he said something recently about zombies in the last couple of years really making a comeback and being a a strong subgenre for horror again. I got to tell you, I'm with you. I still have not seen Cargo. It's yeah. on my list. I know it's on my list. I know you liked it. So, but I saw I, I've seen Ravenous. Uh, there was two or three last year that were really good. Stains of Sands Red and what was the other one I liked? There was another one too. I forgot. But uh, what was that one? What was that this year? Either way, long story short, they're they've been doing pretty good because people they've been flipped on their ass. They're not just zombies walking around killing people. They're Taking the approach of uh, of Romero and, and you know and, and The Walking Dead to a degree where it's about characters and about the people and it's not the World War Z shit with people running around you know and hordes just tearing people up. It's it's different. So, gotta say I like it. But this movie here is called The Cured. Has anybody seen this one?
1: No, I wanted to. Uh, Jason Lloyd spoke very highly oh. of it, and it's on. It just came out somewhere. I don't know if it's on Shutter. Or or what? But I noticed it was out on something, so I gotta I gotta check it out for sure.
0: It's on Prime to rent, Well, it's not Prime. It's on Amazon to rent. I know that, and that's all I know. But I'm gonna re- read the uh, the synopsis on the B. It'll be easier that way. A disease that turns people into zombies has been cured. The once infected zombies are discriminated against by society and their own families, which causes social issues to arise. This leads to militant government interference. This is a very interesting concept for a film. It's people that have been cured. It only affected... Bottom line is that there's 25% of the people that were infected with the zombie virus cannot be cured, where the other 75%, of course, can. So the thing is, these people were infected, and our two main characters, this is four years later, and they're named uh, Sennin and Connor. This movie comes to us from Ireland. These two people uh, became friends. I believe they became friends when they were in in the place where they were um, quarantined. I don't think they knew each other before. I can't be certain. I can't remember that. But they say that there's 5,000 now in Ireland that cannot be cured. And they're called the – it'll come to you later. But there's a name for them where they cannot be cured. But the other 75%, they found a a cure, and it works. So I think it affected 20,000 and 5000 just are there so the 5000 that remain are still zombies but they're they're testing them you know there there's labs and there's things going on where they're, where they're trying to you know see why they're rejecting the cure and what's going to happen but are, the main story here really is the people that have beaten it and then are cured in the way society is viewing them they don't trust them you know because they're still infected but they're but they're but they're, how can i put this It's still in their system, but they're cured. Like, in other words, the ones that are zombies, the 25%, if they break out, they'll kill people walking around. But they will not kill the people that were once zombies that have been cured. They have a different scent. So to to the zombies, they're still one of them. So it's the other people that were never infected to begin with that are the victims here. So they find that a little fishy. Well, you're still one of them. They won't attack you. You know, it's... There's a, a, a lot of social commentary, and it, it's so believable because I've never seen a movie do it quite this way. And something else is that they remember what they did. So if you become a zombie and you kill your whole family and then you get cured later, you remember that you killed them. Your memories are still there, something else we oh, haven't wow. seen before. Yeah. It's quite interesting. It, it's a, a different dynamic of a zombie film, and it's really cool because this guy Sennon gets out, and he goes back to his sister in law. his brother was killed in the zombie infestation you know and he goes back to uh his old house i think it's his old house because his sister-in-law is there and he, she has a son and his name is kill killian and her name is abby very pretty girl actually it's ellen page ellen page plays abby and it took me i was halfway through the film and i just could not get over this girl her personality uh, just her attractiveness. I was like, man, this, this girl's pretty. I liked everything about her. And then I looked her up eventually. I said, oh, that's Ellen Page. I didn't even realize it because I haven't really seen her. I've seen her like in a trailer or two, but I haven't really watched a movie with her in it since fucking Hard Candy, you know? So I wasn't even, it, she was a teenager though. Anyway, man, she's what?
2: Yeah, what, she's great. She's great in everything she does. She's
0: great and she's so pretty, man. She's just yeah. something about her. He goes with her and the other guy, Connor, goes tries to go back to his father's house and his father wants nothing to do with him. I think he killed his mother, and I think he has something to do with it, obviously. And he just does not want to forgive him, and that's just the way it is. It's it's a very it's political times. People don't know what people have very strong opinions. So now this Connor guy kind of forms another group where they're being discriminated against big time. So they, they want to rebel against these people. So they're trying to find ways in order to get things done, where they're, they're going to have casualties. And it gets, like I said, it, it's real hectic times. There's a lot of civil unrest. There's a lot of conflicts. There, there's like, you know, almost Romero-type drama in here. A lot of things going on. I'm not going to get into it. It's just, just a triple-out. I'm going to keep it quick. But there, there's a cool reveal later um, involving the, the brothers There's a couple. There's a surprisingly vicious kill at one point. The third act is where it becomes mayhem, and and zombies run rampant, and we see things. There's actually a a, a jaw-dropping kill, something I didn't didn't expect it to see happening. And I like the way they wrapped it up at the end. But I'm I'm not saying this is amazing. It's not. It's not a full head explosion, but it's close. It's still a half head for me. But it's movie that I would still consider great. And if you're a fan of zombie films, infected films, you really have to check it out because there is not a movie like this. There's a, there's so much going on that doesn't, like the first two acts is pretty much drama. And then it gets, we say this a lot lately, and then it turns horror in the third act. That's when it really focuses on the zombies and the attack starts. And But there's so much civil unrest and plotting and things going on and people that have different motives and different groups. It's a very interesting film, unlike any other zombie film, so... The cured. I like I like
2: the idea of a serious themed zombie film dealing sure. with cured zombies because I mean the only other film that I could think of where they became cured was Warm Bodies and I don't hate on Warm Bodies like so many people like to I don't know why they hate on that but I I love the more serious approach zombie films.
0: It's really cool because you have di- just different you know it's like political you have different people coming from each end yeah we got to yeah. wipe these people out we can't trust them and then these people are are getting pissed off it's like why the fuck don't they trust us. We're fine. It, yeah. It's just things going on, and then just, yeah, got to cool. check it out. People, I think people might even be coming in higher than I do. But definitely check different. that out. Looking forward good to good it. You it. Right.
2: be? Yeah, yeah, go, yeah, I'll go Oh, uh, quickly. This one's one from this year. It popped up on Prime, and it's called A Taste of Phobia. This was put out by Artsploitation Films, and that is a line I used to actually collect, and I'm glad I don't collect that line anymore. <laughs> really? for, the, for this anthology movie Produces Vestra Pictures Assigned international directors with a phobia And sent them to work Making a horror short about it So some, some of the phobias we deal with In this is uh, fear of medication Fear of germs Fear of hair uh, Fear of feces there, There's 14 of these And each one gets progressively worse than the previous And when it already starts out At the bottom It goes fucking to hell pretty quick. <laughs> terrible acting, terrible set designs, no gore whatsoever, no writing, no di- no direction, nothing redeemable about any of these 14 stories. In fact, if anything, these, these shorts are so hysterically bad that they should be used to help real people afflicted with these phobias.
3: <laughs>
2: I tell you what, if you had a fear of any of these things and you watched a short based on it, you would laugh your ass off and be like, "You know what? I'm cured."
0: What's this called again?
2: <laughs> A taste of phobia. What? I, I, you know what? It, it just seemed like an ABCs of horror. ABCs of horror. Is that which one's your show? Which one's the movie? <laughs> <laughs>
0: ABCs I, of hidden horror. Oh, okay. okay I get confused. ABCs of death is the movie. ABCs of death. Okay, so
2: I was combining your show and the movie. It's an ABCs of death. There's 14 shorts. I figure, how bad can this be? You, you know worst case scenario you'll get a handful of good ones nope terrible
0: oh my god asked, it was said no chance dude it's 3.5 on the b and the fucking box cover looks like shit
2: i'll tell you what the box cover does like sh- the box cover does look like shit it was not a 3.5 on the b when i watched it that's it part was, of my go ahead it was over a 5 at that point
0: yes but at this point, there's only 62 ratings. See, that's the Dave Z method. You can't. method again. <laughs> I cannot watch a film if I'm unsure about it. There has to be at least 500 ratings, preferably a thousand, for me to count. For me to count that rating for anything. What you do is, no matter what it is, you go to the freaking uh, the reviews if you're not sure. Yeah. You're that not going to get me to try that's to become a fucking a,
2: horrible cover. Become a customer of the Dave Z method, huh?
0: Hey, How
1: much hey, are you selling hey. this for? Um, it's free. And
0: any, anybody, any headlight out there wants to know, I keep saying, just message me. I'll okay.
1: I want you to judge the next one I'm reviewing because I, okay. I, I, I do have two uh, left. And so my next one is, going I didn't even me. give a rating for this. Oh, I'm so sorry. Brandon. No, it's I okay. You're, no, no. What is your rating?
2: Uh, my rating is a 0.5. Oh,
0: it's an implosion.
2: It's what? a full head implosion. This oh, is the worst oh, movie of the year by far, and nothing oh, will ever come oh, close to five. it. It's oh, wow. despicable. In fact, it, just real quick, I'm sorry, Christian, but real oh, quick, here's oh, how I was sweet. watching it. I was watching this legally. I paid $99 a year for for Amazon Prime, and I was in, watching a movie legally on Amazon Prime. It was so bad, I turned it off a of Prime. I went onto a legal site just so I could have the ability to 1.5... <laughs> and that's how I finished it. And I even two times did a bunch of times. And you know what? Nice. It was just as bad at two at two times the speed. Point five out of ten. Shame on all four hundred
1: directors. Oh, I I would love you to check. I bet you anything though, this one has a little bit more merit than that, but not much. And it's called
0: Shh. Hold on. Shh. S h h h.
1: Okay, two thousand
0: eighteen. Okay, hold on. Let me tell you what it is. 3.7, yeah, in- on the B, only 67 ratings, uh, two red flags, and,
1: and the box. The box is better than teetophobia. How come you're not shaming uh, Christian? Because the box, the box is better than yes. uh, teetophobia for sure. The box is
0: better than teetophobia. It's actually, I, 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 and
1: actually, it's not a bad box. It's not a bad. It's box.
0: not bad. It can be taken a bad box. I
1: rate. I've eaten yeah. worse. Okay, (laughs) however, the movie is bad. The movie is bad. And okay, so this movie, uh, 2018, directed by Jason Rutherford, uh, while Harris and his mother enjoy bonding at the movies, it seems the jerks in the theaters are making it harder for them to enjoy the show. Soon, someone starts murdering those, disrupting the film, and now Harris finds himself not only confronting his past, but questioning his own sanity as well. Here's the (laughs) major problem with it. Major problem is it's an ultra low budget movie. And again, I don't do well with ultra low budget movies. So I try to go in with an open mind now. But this one is just like, even watch the trailer to this, and you'll see like shots where like there's like electrical equipment all behind like people's heads. And you're like, well, why didn't they frame this differently? So there's like bumbling cops that are on the case. There's some really bad gore. It really tries to be shocky. So like, I can see certain people liking this where I think I, um, if I'm going by memory, cause I saw this a long time ago, but I believe it was um, a pregnant woman gets stabbed and her baby falls out or something like that. Like it, it just, it tries to be like a trauma movie, but yeah. it falls flat I love the premise. I love the fact that, you know, it's going after all the people that are annoying in the theater and kind of killing them off. However, mm. it's not enough to pass the movie by any means. And it, it, it is like a 3.5 out of 10. Ooh. Tops. There's a couple, I, I laughed a couple of times here and there, but I cannot recommend this movie for anybody to see.
0: Well, I can't even believe it. This is the original cover. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, that's even worse. Fucking! It's horrible. horrible. That's yeah. terrible. That's just a girl covered in blood going.
1: Yeah. Shh. Oh, the other one's a lot better with the.
0: <laughs> yeah, but see, when you look on the V, sometimes you see get the original cover, and you can look at that and know it's terrible. Oh, my.
1: I got to admit that cover art that they're using
2: now is actually pretty cool. Yeah,
1: I think so too. It's, it's an old school art artwork cover. Yeah. And the movie has like obviously, the movie has the setting of a movie theater, and so that's cool. But it's just so schlockily done. Like, it, it, there's no production value to it whatsoever. It's a guy with a camcorder filming in really bad locations and bad lighting. It, it's just, it, it's you have to put a little effort into the movie for me to give a fuck.
0: Yeah. Lloyd Kaufman is in this movie. Yes. Says. Unbelievable. Well, how about this tagline If you talk or text, you're next? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah. i love how dave, dave like questions our sanity watching these movies
0: i just don't know why you waste your time on shit like this when there's there's better movies out there and then you come in you know and i don't understand it i gotta do it
1: yeah
2: i feel the need to do it too sometimes I even gotta. though i know better we know better dave yeah. that should make you feel that probably makes it worse but i feel it should make you feel better
1: i like this better than brimstone This is more horror for sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Let's move on. on. We have to do our. The Littlest (laughs) Strike. Indeed. The Littlest Strike. (laughs)
2: Indeed.
1: Every time he says that, I want to go indubitably. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Indubitably.
0: Yeah, let's hear about it, B. You All right,
2: Puppet Master: The Littlest Reich from 2018. All hell breaks loose when a strange force animates the puppets up for auction at a convention, setting them on a bloody killing spree that's motivated—excuse me—that's motivated by an evil as old as time. An
1: evil... <laughs> do we have to do anything uh, publicity-wise? Yeah, because it is a screener. Oh, maybe I should read. Yeah, thank you. Because people were talking about this and saying they can't wait to see it. It's supposed to hit certain theaters in two weeks. I would love to see this in the movies. This movie was so much fun. So much fun. I'm glad we got the screener. So thank you, whoever sent that screener to us, because... uh, I think it was Charles
0: Band. Here we go. Lewis Reich, from the producers of 1408 and the writer and producers of Bone Tomahawk, RLJE Films, on the new vision of Charles Band's horror classic, Puppet Master... The Littlest Reich. This film made its world premiere earlier this year at the Overlook Film Festival. It'll be released in theaters and on VOD and digital HD on August 17th.
1: Okay, well first off, I didn't realize that this is the 12th movie in the franchise. And for anybody out there that says wait a second, it's the 13th one. I mean it's not really including that Puppet Master versus Demonic Toys from 2004. I guess that's not canon supposedly, even though it was made by not canon, but Full moon.
2: (laughs) How how awesome is that opening credit sequence?
1: Oh, it's fucking great. So this movie is great, and the reason this movie is great is because I actually gave a shit. I haven't even cared about this series since part three. I told you guys this. I watched. Remember seeing? I saw four and five, and then one or two of the other ones. But I fucking gave up on this series a decade decades ago. Like it's crazy. Like this is this was fun, and it's fun. Because the script yep. is playful, and the main actors are fantastic. they make Because the main actors are real
3: actors. Yeah. They got
1: it, legitimate names in there. <laughs> I was shocked. So you get this schlocky kind of opening, but it's funny as shit. Yep. Ghastly homosexuals. Do <laughs> you notice oh, yeah. that he, it takes place in 1989, and not to the original, of course. They're in a bar. Yeah. He, he brings Who brings their own lemon to make a drink at a bar? Only the Germans oh. do. <laughs> yeah. She cuts that limit in like a millisecond, gives him this drink and goes, it's a buck. I'm like, what? A bar a buck a drink? This is fantastic. And he hands <laughs> her a wad of bills and he asks if there's anything smaller. It's a buck. <laughs> a buck is a bill. If you handle a wad of bills... <laughs> like, <What>? I never... <laughs> he hands her like a wad of cash and she asks if there's anything smaller but the drink was only a dollar. I thought it was like a crumpled up 50 or something.
0: Yeah, I figured it was a big bill.
1: I think it's a wad. It was a wad oh. of money. I thought that was just hilarious. I'm like looking know. at Toulon's Wad.
0: <laughs>
2: this is Puppet Master of Lilith Strike, not Toulon's Wad.
0: Fangoria. Fangoria
1: is responsible for this. Film. Yes, yeah, they are. Nice. For distribution. I mean, when did Fangoria release anything worth anything film wise?
0: I feel you. Fabio Frizzy
1: doing the score to this? Yeah,
0: Fabio Frizzy, and it works. It's good. It's really good.
1: Yeah. Script, I, I'll come back to that uh, in a bit, too, because the score is good. Uh, yeah. And that's that's it. Everything about this was I, surprisingly way above average, way better than it' expected it to be. Uh, the script is so playful. Like, yep. when they're – so this the main character meets this really hot new girl, uh, and they're gonna go to, uh, I guess, this convention where these puppets are gonna be. And his friend at the co- the the manager of the comic store, the owner of the comic store, goes like, <clears throat> like Is something wrong. He goes, "Yeah, I get this weird cough when I'm not invited to things." <laughs> I fucking yeah. wrote that line down. I lost. My mind when I heard Markowitz. That. Markowitz was yeah. great. Markowitz, it's it's great. And then when he's like, "Can I come?" He's like, "Okay, but no metal, no grindcore."
0: <laughs> grindcore, <laughs> no,
1: yeah. It was just one line after another, and he gets to, the, he gets to the hotel, and the fucking bellhopper, or the guy checking them is like, "Oh, you must be Markowitz." He's like, "Why? Because I look like a Jew." Are you Markowitz? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that was good. <laughs> I think uh,
1: they're, oh shit! Like when was ever any child's or child's play? When was any puppet master ever this playful? They're all very formulaic. And this one like has that puppet aspect. That's all kind of from that realm of film, but with this playful script.
2: Well, playful to an extent. Then when you find their motives, it's like, okay, they're knocking off homosexuals and they're knocking off Jews. I'm like, Okay, wow, this is pretty uh Oh yeah, it, it
1: this is hardcore. pretty hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> At the thirty five minute mark, all shit hits the fan. Well Yeah, well, yeah. Instead pretty. of talking about Ray, right, let's talk about Barbara Crampton is back, she was
0: from the ridge, she's uh, back she, in this she,
1: one. She's not very good in this. Her
0: I speech was... was too fucking boring. She spoke in that tour. That was the that was the one time in this film where I checked out. It was like a fifteen minute tour. It could have been done in three minutes. I think Granted,
1: just her character in. Doesn't she get the line? Is is that a nine? Yeah, <laughs> that was terrible. I, I thought that, that was, was funny. A-
0: <laughs> you didn't like that? That
1: was funny. I
2: nah.
1: <laughs> well forced. It felt
0: forced. And force. <laughs> At a movie like this, is felt
2: forced. No, this was a serious tone film. I thought, for the most part, the only issue I took with this is, given the motive of the puppets, they introduced too many new puppets that looked uh, Muppetish. Like
0: Muppetish. Yes. <laughs> no, too many. I thought well, they juggled you,
1: seriousness with goofiness, but it did it well. I'm not again. Yes. Like I still love the movie. How can I, you have?
2: How can you have Kaiser burning a Jewish couple, and then the next second you have a green frog and a green— uh, I don't even know what it was, like a praying mantis attacking someone. That's what I'm saying. It's goofy. Like, yeah, but it—but it—it was, wasn't balanced well enough. You don't think it was balanced well? No. Oh. I thought you were just saying you did think it was all what? No, I had a I blast confused. with it, but it wasn't bounced well enough for this because you have a serious theme here, but at the same time, but then you have all these crazy jokes thrown in.
1: It's true. That whole lead-up to the Jewish couple getting burned alive, which was really disturbing, it's this big triumphant speech about how he wanted to buy Nazi paraphernalia to kind of stuff it to the Jews, and then he gets his face fried off by said doll. (laughs) I was like, what? Yeah. (laughs) I was like, holy shit. And then it's just one thing after another. They get burned alive. That that really gross... It's like gory shit, this movie. The foot slice scene, the big breasted girl after she's getting boned against the window, gets stabbed. Yes. And that pregnant girl, without spoiling anything. I was laughing, though, because of the way it played out. It's fucking, like, Uh I mean, I I usually don't like that type of of death. I find it too forced. But in this movie, it was so, in, like, Human Centipede 2, I I hated it. In this, I was, like, laughing.
0: Yep. I I'd, agree. That's I'd say it's, it's the did. walk away that makes it funny. Yes, of course. <laughs> what it was doing. Yes, yep. absolutely. And that part when the when 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 the two, when the couple's fucking, and oh my God, yeah. that is, we're not going to, I don't think I'll see a, a more attractive woman in horror this year than that blonde girl in this movie. I, I was just flabbergasted at how, how beautiful this woman was. And they were having sex and he was standing up and he was freaking doing her doggy style standing up. And the best part is with the freaking, when he cuts the freaking. When he slices his Achilles, when he gets his ankle, oh, and he goes up. <laughs> and, and she. And they both fall back together because they're yeah. doing it. Yeah. She, she thinks he doesn't know what's happening. She And she goes, what the fuck are you doing?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he was having sex that way with her. Could you, I, I wish I could do that. I can't do that with my wife. but Someone should try that. Someone should do that to a girl and just fall back as you're standing up. I don't see what they do. I keep pumping.
2: <laughs> I think a severe injury would take place.
1: And yeah, there's I guess so. there's, there's all that sick. death. All the death we're just talking about. And that's not even the massacre sequence, because then there's a and, whole massacre sequence. And you kind of get, you kind of get two massacre
2: sequences. Yeah, plus a whole lot of death sprinkled in. It's hard to keep track of all the deaths. There's so much.
1: Well, and that's what I said. The uh, this is where it faults at the second turning point. I think where it's the big sort of massacre sequence. That's where I thought the music was great, but it didn't fit the movie or the action on the screen. I something started. Something started feeling disjointed, and. That started throwing me off. So I was, I was like all on board. And then I started feeling like the end part felt rushed. Like they almost like they ran out of money. And they're like, oh, shit. We got to now fit everything that we've done together to kind of put this into a clean package. I'm not saying it ruins the movie by any means. but I feel like climax, it was intentionally done that way. I, I feel really, like it was intentionally done that way to start a whole cash cow
2: here. You know, to start a whole new franchise.
1: Oh, well, of course. But they, sure. but there, there was definitely... After this big setup and everything that we got, and they deliver on so much, I felt that the climax kind of was a bit lacking. However, you do get kid death, and you get a line that line, "Kill that fucking baby." What other <laughs> movie has a line like that?
2: Baby Hitler in the oh, oven.
0: Fucking. Oh wind. yeah.
1: It's it's yes. fucking it's fucking great. It, it's a little choppy. It's, it's a little it's a little sloppy editing at the end. Uh, but you know what it didn't destroy the movie by any means. And I love the actual end where he's at the, the, the comic convention and everything like that. And we, yeah. And as you said, for the cash cow thing, spoiler alert, it just is to be continued.
0: Right. You know, the jump death thing got me. That was cool. Oh, when she misses the dumpster.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was not expecting
0: that. Yes. But I I will complain that all of a sudden there was a solution. That was a little weird. Like it, it happened so quickly. Oh, I'll just do this and I'll do that. Boom! And a whole movie of all this stuff, and it's a sudden solution. But despite that, it was still a solid ending. I like, I like I like
2: using Ms. Menorah as bait. <laughs> yes.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> that was good too. We didn't even bring out the best character in the film. And yes, oh, I'm going to say you... he is
0: He's
1: hilarious. hilarious. And not only that, the post-credit sequence is is hilarious in this movie too. Don't ask. <laughs>
0: Wait a minute. Here's what I wanted. to know. Getting back to that, Toulon. Toulon. Toulon was the weakest part of the movie. But here's the deal. The ending I, of him, I didn't like. Toulon was not a Nazi in the original series. They painted him as a Nazi in this part. He oh. had something, he had dealings with the Nazis, but it was reluctancy. Don't you remember that the, the, the Nazis were coming after Toulon and he hid the freaking dolls? Now they're making out that Toulon was a Nazi. Am I right or am I wrong here?
2: No, you're right. They're rewriting the story now. They're rewriting Toulon as a Nazi and now the whole motive for the new franchise is his little Reich coming back and killing the uh, – undesirables, as they would call them back then. Yeah, weird, huh? Killing Jewish people, African-Americans, and
0: cuddly bears. <laughs> How about that girl at the end and the guy said, and he goes, and she said, eh, 60% chance. You know what I'm talking oh. about? Yeah, yeah, right before he dies.
1: Right yeah, that was great. Look well, at yeah. a good script play. There, there was a, a good sh- banter sh- Shalom
2: back Shalom, amigo. Him. Shalom, amigo. That's what he says right before he dies. Yes, he did say I want that, to, that. I want to be remembered as a great Jewish hero shalom yeah. amigo
0: <laughs> yeah that was good that was good what a fun movie man good gore and fun yeah a yeah. lot of
2: fun i just i just wish they had maybe made all the puppets a little bit more reiki
0: oh really i got tired of the reiki aspect no right? i like it's they're fun. the <laughs> scary they're the
2: scary ones when you got like a grasshopper running around it just kind of threw me off a little bit it, baby hitler was okay because at least it, at least it has to do for at least it has to do with like the time period, you know, the the Nazis and stuff like that. But it just the bugs and stuff and the the animals didn't make sense.
0: I don't remember bugs and animals. It was know. like a
2: there was like a green grasshopper or something.
0: There was what is this fucking uh, Dracula three D, or I don't know.
2: There was something. There was something green, and I remember thinking <laughs> yeah. these look third Reiki, and this green guy looks like first or second
1: Reiki. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there's a bunch of new puppets too, and I I am assuming they're new. 'Cause there's the drone one that just flies around yeah, that's and whatever. One. One. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean I, I again I assume these guys are new. I don't think they're the Axis trilogy, whatever the fuck it's called. The three that came out. I never before saw this. those. <laughs> I
2: yeah, I, ne- I never I, I only saw like the first five and you know, I don't really remember
0: them that well. I watched the first four last year. I, I, I saw the first one when I was a kid and I didn't see any ever since. And last year I talked about it on the show. I think I reviewed all four of them when in like in yeah. like as I said, I watched the first four, and I didn't feel the need to watch any more after four, and that was it. And then I watched this one, and this one was a lot of fun.
1: This, was the best out of, this one was better than any of them from my memory, but I'm not yeah. a huge ratings
0: fan of Ratings-wise, I, I rate it the same as the original Puppet Master, and I, I quite enjoyed that, too.
1: Well, again, because we're, it's a new movie and we're doing our head ratings, I right. give it uh, half a head explosion.
2: Yeah, me too. Me too. Half head explosion. Yep, on the high end of it, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, me too. Me, me too. too. Definitely <laughs> a high end. <laughs> high end, half
1: head explode. High
2: end, half head explosion with lots of cuddly bears. <laughs>
0: all right, well, what do we got? A, a triple R, a piece, and then, and then then we jet all the way. No, see, you got another triple R or no? I got one more. There we go. Okay, I'll do my next Yeah, you
1: go because I'm always the shortest in these.
0: In more ways than one.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so, I heard Derek B. talk about this a few months ago on um, I, I don't know if he was guesting on 22 shots or if he mentioned it on cinema attack but ever since he mentioned it i've been looking for it and looking for it and waiting to see it pop up on vod somewhere or this and that and it, it took a while but the thing is that it hasn't the only way to get this movie is to order it from their site and it, it's hex media and you can go to their website and you can order it and it costs like thirty dollars and change But it may be worth it. But this movie is called The Black Gloves. And I'm going to read the B here. It says, The Black Gloves tells the story of a psychologist obsessed with the disappearances of his young patient and the menacing owl-headed figure that plagues her nightmares. His investigations lead him to a reclusive ballerina who, just like his patient, is convinced that she is about to die at the hands of this disturbing entity. In the bleak Scottish highlands, Finn counsels his new patient under the watchful eye of her sinister ballet teacher. He soon finds himself entangled in a ballet of paranoia, dark agendas, and a maze of deadly twists and turns as the legend of the Owl Man becomes a terrifying reality. I'll tell you what. This film, it it looks, feels, and sounds great. The cinematography is awesome. It's black and white. It's a black and white film. And it's done so well. It's definitely artsy. They they play around with the, the sound design a lot. It has an old gothic y feeling. When you when the movie first begins, the way the title card comes up, it looks like something from the freaking the fifties or something. Some of the acting and you hear the black gloves and you think giallo, you know. And it is giallo like to a degree. But intrigued by this one. It, you should be intrigued. You're gonna like it. It it's the giallo parts of it to me. Are, it's more like Italian acting, like the way some of the actors speak and behave, especially this ballet teacher who's freaking flip flies off the handle all the time for like no good reason, like absurdly, kind of like the way they do in Italian films. It, it's like that. I, it has to be done intentionally. But the movie itself is, the guy is Scottish, the, you know, the, 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 the psychiatrist. Let me take a look and see where, where this actually hails from because it's country of origin. Okay. United Kingdom. Well, not everybody is, is, is Scottish. Uh, there's uh, different accents, but it says United Kingdom, so whatever. But the, the main guy is definitely Scottish. But he, 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 in the beginning, we see this girl um, being chased by him. He's he's the doctor and her uncle. She ends up seeing this figure. Who, man, there's some fucking visuals in this film when you see this creature. and Because in Swan Lake, apparently there's an owl-headed figure. And I believe they play upon that. In, in the movie Stage Fright. I can't remember if they were doing Swan Lake or not, but you do have that famous owl-headed figure in in, in Stage Fright from the 80s, the slasher, Java, whatever. And it, it's reminiscent of that, but it's because this movie's black and white and because the way it's filmed and how, how great they do the lighting and the sound and the way they work with shadows and everything, there are some genuinely creepy shots. In the beginning, you see this figure and he has these long claw hands. And then she can see it, but no one else can. And then the uncle shoots... And then, anyway, the girl ends up falling off the cliff and dying, and she's a younger girl. And then this guy starts investigating what happened, and it it takes him to another uh, dancer, ballerina, and then he ends up going to this place where the instructor is and where this girl is leaving now, trying to uncover what the hell is going on here. And he gets sucked in. He ends up staying there to to help out. He becomes her psychiatrist, and uh, this woman who's nuts is actually okay with him staying there, but it's a very rocky relationship. There's a lot of back and forth, between him trying to figure her out and this woman's control over her. And meanwhile, this guy's having crazy dreams and things are going on. And and, and the the dancer says, hey, you're going to start feeling seeing things, too. There's there's something afoot here, you know, obviously sums up. But man, oh, man, there's also a scary rocking horse in this movie. (laughs) You know, that shit scares me, man. There's a scary rocking horse in this movie. They can make anything scary in this movie by the way they, they shoot it. And the way the sound is, it's just one of those films being black and white helps. And there's, there's gothic imagery. It's creepy. There's such good stuff going on here. And a lot of times you hear wind blowing in the background. And I don't know if that's supposed to be signifying wind or that's just the director messing with the viewer. But they're inside this house and you hear like outside a lot. And I don't know. There's just a lot of stuff they do. And the performances are cool. The story is cool. It's the kind of movie you just want to sit down and get engulfed in. It's an artsy piece, but it's not something you, I would recommend watching, even with other people around. It's something that you have to concentrate on and get into. But really impressed with this film. It's a full head explosion. Hopefully it comes you know, somewhere on VOD where it's more accessible and people don't have to spend that kind of money. It was also available on another site, it was being sold secondhand on a site besides theirs for like ten dollars cheaper, but they've since sold out. I forgot which one it was—not Diabolic, but one of them sites where they sell DVDs and Blu-rays. And I, I can't remember which one it was, but the Black Gloves. Check it out. And seven out of ten for this year. I'm thirty out of thirty-seven films. Dave Z method.
2: I want you to allow yourself to watch one film that you think is going to be shit.
0: Okay, like, you show sure. you throw a bunch. You throw a bunch my way, and I'll
2: pick one. Fine. I don't want it to be shit, though. I just want it to, like, upset you. Not upset you in a bad way. Upset you, like, prove you wrong. All right. My last movie is going to be a quick one. It's one Dave covered a few shows ago. It's called Incident in a Ghostland. Oh, I was hoping to see Yes. A, a mother well. of two who inherits a house is confronted with murderous intruders on the first night in their new home and fights for her daughter's lives. 16 years later, when the daughters reunite at the house, things get really strange. This one's written and directed by the guy who did Martyrs. And I'll say I was quite impressed with this. The, the first thing that really stuck out to me was wow. the acting. Terrific. One of the best jump scares of this year by far in this film. Wow amazing set pieces. I love the Victorian like doll setting of the house and the intruders are absolutely just mean-spirited and genuinely freaky and terrifying. Now, I will say this, there is it's presented as a sort of a twist leading up to like the second third act as to what's going on. It's very easy to see what's going on. I I saw it a million miles away and it didn't have to be presented as a twist. It was still super effective. It just would have been more effective had they not used it as the as a twist. you understand what I'm saying, Dave?
0: It took me by surprise, man. I didn't, really? I, I it wasn't did. making any sense of it. I was like, how the fuck? The thing is, as I'm watching the movie, when the first thing happens and I find out, then there's another twist later. So to me, there was two twists. And as I'm watching it, I'm, my problem was, and it's not a problem because I still like the movie, but my issue as I'm watching it is like, how are they going to wrap this up? I wasn't thinking about what was being presented in front of me. I was thinking about how are they going to make all this make sense? That's see, what I was thinking of until the final reel. And I was like, then I went online. Like I did when I, I, told you this when I watched the movie, I had to go online and see other people's interpretations of the film. And then this hit, and then I was like, oh, that's what's going on in this movie. So uh, something see,
2: obvious. Okay. See, I saw, I saw it immediately. The minute this I saw always it, happens with me. <laughs> the minute I saw it 16 years later, I was like, uh, no. And I just understood immediately what was going on. And it was super effective, my type of film, because very super psychological, super mean-spirited and and violent and nasty. But w- with a good story and characters you cared about. So that's, you know, ultimately what what makes it a success for me. If all the characters were like our lead villains here, then this movie would just be terrible and you just never want to watch it again. Yeah. For me, it's borderline just below a full head explosion it's a half head explosion but it's right there it will be rewatched for the year end right I, I
1: can't wait to see it
2: it's great it really is
0: i think it's on somewhere now see i think it uh, it arrived on um netflix or something i could be wrong I, I don't think
2: it. i don't maybe it is i don't know um i'll,
1: I'll have a look for it I'm,
2: i will I'm, say this though that one of the daughters the the young daughter got injured on set in this movie <gasps>
0: That's right. There was a big lawsuit. She got yeah. disfigured with glass yeah. or some shit, right? Yeah, she she got, got the shit out, out, out of her. Face. Yeah. Yeah. Because these girls were beat on, them. just like Martyrs. Same on that did Martyrs? And like I said, then I say well, there's, there's similar dynamics to this yeah, movie? With it's Mars.
2: it's definitely, definitely it's definitely on a similar wavelength, not as the same wavelength. It's mean spirited no. and it's it's brutal at times, but mm-hmm. it's uh it's really well done. He, this director knows what he's doing. Definitely.
1: All right, my last film. It's called Scarecrows. It's not the 1988 Scarecrows. It's a new one. A Canadian film. It was shot an hour away from where I live in Markham, Ontario. I got to tell you, once again, from a technical aspect, a great looking movie. It sounds good. The acting's great. It, It looks good. I mean, there's no issue there. The Downfall is the first half is really good. And I was on board and I thought I found a hidden gem. And it kind of falls apart in the second half. Now, I lost every note on this movie, but I do recall how much I enjoyed the first half and where it was going and all the buildup. And I just thought it, it, the payoff was so run-of-the-mill that it was forgettable. I am going to give you a little bit. So here, here's, here's the plot line. It's very short. Teenagers are kidnapped and made into scarecrows that are left to die in the crop fields. Boom. Boom. Even funnier than that, it's two reviews that that are on IMDb as we speak that I have to read. User Reviews by JFA. I liked that part in the cornfield. 9 out of 10. (laughs) It was really funny and scary. I recommend it. I like that part in the cornfield. (laughs) (laughs) He likes that part in the cornfield. And then this one was an 8 out of 10. Fun old school B movie slasher with campy fun and sexy girls by Dark Lord Mark. I have no idea what the other reviewers were watching. This was a fun movie. It had sexy girls, horny guys, and a poor moral compass for the heroes and heroines. That's the why film you liked it. Christian. Had very good pacing and never boring. The film <laughs> is unique in it. It was mostly, if not all of it, was done without CGI, a rarity today. Everything looked real. The locations were actually somewhat beautiful in that southern trailer park type of way. Really? I didn't, I didn't know. This. It's essentially about a slasher killer who uses a guarding tool to catch his victim and do vile things to them. It has some nice gore and some nudity. The girls look nice, their bodies were natural, and they felt like you could get with these girls. <laughs> it's kind of a creepy <laughs> review. I must yeah. say the acting was very campy. The actors seemed to know that this was a horror comedy and performed as such. This was not a horror comedy. I am not associated with this film or anyone involved. I just like finding and watching movies that are smaller, <laughs> and this movie felt fit that criteria. It is fast-paced, sexy, funny, and well-performed. I will give it an 8.5 easily. Highly recommended, in my opinion. I see what the guy's saying, and I'm there for the first half, if not more, but like I said, it kind of falls apart at the end. I can't give it... I, it it's a mild rumble. tops. It, it, it's a little bit better than average but because it falls apart i can't go any higher than that
2: i'm kind of on pace with you dave with uh, i think i've seen about 59 films so far from this year i would say probably i don't i really don't know what percentage it is maybe 60% are are in the average range 70% maybe i think i'm i think i'm doing well a percentage that i'm happy with i'm kind of i'm kind of losing my math here in my head but i've seen more average to above average than I have below average this year. There you go. That's what I've
0: been saying. I'll tell you what. For me, I have only like four to five heavy hitters, and everything else is just just above average but not blowing me away. That's, just yeah, the see, that's year. The, It's a yes. year and a half head, but it's still consistent. For me, like I said, 30 out of 37, that's pretty good. It's a consistent year for me because I'm being selective in what I'm watching. And I, I I'm, I guess I picked the right year to do it because apparently you guys are watching things that that, that are shitty. And, you know, I've only seen a couple of shit balls and other ones that are just average at best. But my selective, the Dave Z method is working this year. Uh, I, and I'm, I'm going to stick with it, man.
2: I'm just counting up my films that are six or above.
0: You can't even do that. I'm I'm going seven and above. And you can't see what I mean. <laughs> And guess what I haven't well, yet to
2: watch? Well, I, ra- I haven't seen Hereditary yet this year. There's a lot I haven't seen, but uh, 47 out of 59 are rated 6 or above. And I I feel like, I don't know, I feel like when I rate something a 6, it's something I would rewatch. Yeah. So that's a 80% at 6 or above. So that's, that's, a, that's a pretty good percentage for me. And with the exception of A Taste of Phobia tonight, I haven't, you know, I've probably only had two films below 5, or, or three films below 5, so... It, it just hasn't been a, a bad year. But, again, it's not a top-heavy year. There's not a lot of amazing stuff. I'm not – like, if we were to do a year in show right now, I'd be maybe excited to talk about two or three films.
1: Oh, I, I have more than that. And I'm I'm still – I am still have a ton to watch as well, I think. Yeah, I still have a ton. Me too. I'll I, have to, I have ones that you
0: guys recommended that are sitting here on the back burner. Wildling. I had to see Mon Mon Monsters, Cargo, The Strangers Pray at Night. I haven't watched any of these movies. And there's movies that I'm looking forward to, like The Endless, Black Hollow Cage, uh, Primal Rage, Revenge. Those are movies I'm looking forward to watching. Yeah, so Revenge is really good. I have th- those four movies and, and the four that you guys recommended. So out of those eight movies, I bet you... Seven of those are seven or higher. I mean, maybe I'll be wrong. You know, but so I still have good things to look forward to, man. I just take my notes and it's like, okay, okay. This is gonna be something, so I'm gonna leave it there. And you know what, so, movie? You connected. know what movie? I'd like to
2: hear you review because I honestly think it's a movie where you might be, in, it might be a movie where you're gonna be way lower than I am. But it's one of my favorite movies of the year so far, and that's Mon Mon Monsters.
0: I'm gonna watch it.
2: I just have I just have a feeling it's not your type of movie. You're not going to like it, but I think it's a great film, so I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on that one.
0: I'll get on it. Hopefully we'll have another show like this before the year end where we can talk some more
2: 2018s. Yeah, and Christian and I have to see
0: Hereditary. The next show, yes. The next show was another uh, franchise, Psycho Sequels. <laughs> yes, indeed. We've already done Psycho uh, on the, on the, uh, the proto slasher special, so we aren't going to do that again. So that leaves two, three, and four. And yes, yes. Oh, it is still a sequel because it's half flashback and half, half, yeah. So it's not even a prequel. It's half and half. I was going to say, some smart ass are going to say, Psycho 4 is a prequel. But no, it's not. It, it's both. It's It takes place in that, that pleasant, ball. It's got a 4 in the title. <laughs> it's a sequel. There you what go. One or the this other? Is true. That's true. Oh, I'm so i yeah. to that. Me too. Big time. Big time, baby. Yes. So that's the next show, and we are going to review Hereditary. I think um, I think it's being dropped in September, and we have to do that for uh, a Patreon pick. So there you go. We will be watching that one.
1: Coolio. All right. Yeah. Well. Good night, everybody. Good
0: night. Good night. <laughs>